Why would we want to be prompt? Why would we want to be on time? Why would we want anything like that at all? So we are rolling. We have got a. Uh, let me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Back up rolling here too. Well, we got a back up. We got a front up. We got to get back, back the fuck up, <laughs> back that thing up. Uh, exactly. We are running. So the uh, yeah, light that thing. There we go. Yeah, exactly. I got to get a tool out to open mine up because I decided to go fancy. With somebody was nice enough to bring us an amber fail, an amber ale of the go. fat tire variety. Not a lot of activity in that bottle. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what that is. All right, uh, that's it. Drive yeah, that's it. That, that's what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bop, bop, that is bop. exactly right. <laughs> the uh, yeah. And to my right of me. Mm. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there we have that. Around um, the town. Yeah, it is. It was your moving right radar, not Phil. Right. <laughs> Empty. So wait, your right is going to be over there? Or? Well, that would be to my left. Right. Well, to my left. Oscar. And Pete. And Johnny Mac. And Chris Smith. And Sleepy Singe. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. Cleveland Motor Podcast. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've been messing around. So we just did a podcast the other day. We wanted to get the, the feedback from Mid-Ohio. And it's there, we're still getting feedback from Mid-Ohio. Apparently... Crash, uh, you know, Chris Ashworth, or Ashmore, rather, he posts uh, that black Honda Dream he bought. He posted it up in eBay. And in the background... Well, he was going to give for his buddy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> and he decided not to ship it? I think he's probably one of those deals, if he can get the money, he can get the money. Okay. Hell yeah. So, you know, hey, while it's existing on planet Earth, yeah. but doing nothing anyway, except for sitting in Cleveland, waiting to find its way to California... Maybe one of the things that it can be doing is it could be actually actively out there pursuing a new owner. Right. Doubling somebody's money, per se. Exactly. Right. So I guess what had happened is one of the photographs has my red bike in the background. <laughs> so I got some codger from uh, who knows where trying to reach out to me on the, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's got, Chris, Chris apparently gave him the number here at the shop and said, well, if you want to know who owns the red bike in the background, well, that's Phil, and talk to him about it. Well, I guess he called James, and he was a little fucking assert. He's like, well, I'm calling here at 6 o'clock, and I don't know why I got the damn voicemail. Your shop, your, your, your website says you're open till 7, and I, I got questions about the bike, uh, the red bike you have for sale on eBay. Well, I don't have a red bike for sale on eBay. So you can imagine how perplexed James was right. when he found out that we apparently had a bike for sale on eBay that he didn't know about. So, And he didn't just call back once. He called back several times. So... That's kind of so where now we your, were. your bike is for sale now. Well, again, <laughs> if I do get in touch with this guy, and right. we all know how this is going to pan out. Right. I mean, I think nobody here would be the least bit fucking shocked. I'll let shot. it go if for $4,000 right. right now. Where is uh, said Kyle located? Chir 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 I don't fucking know. I mean, I could figure out his, we could figure out if anybody's familiar with uh, three-digit uh, <clears throat> area codes, <throat> you know, if you want to Google that shit. If that's not available, do you have any KZ900s? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, so. His, his area code is two zero one. So wherever two zero one is from, yeah, it's out there. Three one six from California. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's you know when you the second you say there's an old guy interested in a Honda Dream, might be two You should probably just pack a lunch because this could last a while. You never know though. You never know. This is exactly it. So Maybe he had a business, yeah. and he was a roofing company, multi-million dollars. Oh, yeah. Jersey City. Jersey City, Jersey City huh? Well, there you go, Jersey City. Right. Well, that's not that far, though. That, that's, that makes it a better negotiation. I think you should buy both bikes, which is what I told Chris. Mm -hmm. I said, Chris, respond to the guy and say that you can buy both bikes 
Super. together as a package deal, and I have an extra frame, I have an extra front end, and I have an extra gas tank, all in factory black. You could then essentially have three Honda Dreams, and that means you've cornered the market on Honda Dreams. Right. And you are now officially MrHondaDream.com. I had three at once. Dreamcatcher. Yeah. You are the Dreamcatcher. Dream <laughs> <laughs> we told Chris Ashmore, you know, he's got the black color dream, <laughs> so we said he should call it Martin. <laughs> That's right. Because he has a dream. And uh, so, kind of thought that'd be fun. The, uh, yeah, that was cool. I have a red dream. Whatever, yeah, that's. But, so today outside the podcast, we all got to see a motorcycle from 2006. Mm-hmm. It has 800 cc's. It has a V-twin motor. Red um, in color. What's that? Also red in It's color. red. There's red a color. lot of red. Yeah, there's, the frame is red. The bike is red. It's red. And uh, it has the factory original exhausts. It has less than 10,000 miles on it. And it's a registered castration device. Well, that is a downside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I purchased a 2006 Ducati Super Sport 800, the Desmo Due. It looks new. It does look new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks very Super fucking new. new. It's yeah. been very, very well maintained. It's been very well cared for. And it's just a really clean bike. It's a super clean bike. And because I do want to make a little commentary on the state of motorcycles and the state of buying motorcycles right now, this is not December. This isn't February prices we're talking about. Um, This guy came into our shop and just straight up said, would you buy my motorcycle? I need money. Would you buy my motorcycle? And... I told James, I said, if it's in great shape, because I was getting ready to fuck off to Mid-Ohio. So I knew I wouldn't necessarily be there when the bike showed up. I happened to show up as the guy was here with the bike. So I gave the look over. I gave the bike the full once over. And I was very impressed with it. I was very impressed with the condition of the bike. No warning lights. It run nice. It sounded great. Um, didn't have a chance to take it out for a ride, but I figured, you know what, if we can minimize our exposure, we'll probably be okay on I told James, buy the bike for $2,000, no more, which seems way fucking cheap for a 2008, you know, for a bike from this century, let alone the fact that it's a Ducati Super Sport 800. I mean, this is a fucking cool bike. What's that bike so far new? Brambo brakes? I don't know. I wonder if one of us could look that up on our thumb power device. I think. 12. Mm Mm-hmm. A 2006, uh, a 2006 yeah, uh, motorcycle would probably be fetching a certain amount of money for a. But so I haven't had a chance to do anything to it now that Mid Ohio is over. I've had it here in the shop. I took a bunch of pictures of it, and I took it out for a ride. And I've ridden a lot of motorcycles, <laughs> and it weighs 400 pounds, which is very admirable for an 800 cc motorcycle. How many horsepower? Lightweight. Surprisingly less than I would think. Okay. Documents have revealed that the bike has approximately 77 horsepower. Not bad, though, out of an 800 twin. Out of an 800 twin, air-cooled 800 twin, that's not soft. That's a nice amount of power. At 400 pounds? At 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, 51 torques. So 51 torques. Um, It is very light on its feet. It does handle wonderfully nice. It's like all Ducatis. You wouldn't expect anything less. It's like a scalpel, right? A bit bit high strung? Not too bad. Very very mellow and doesn't want to punch your kidneys out your back. 
Um, it's got the good, it's got nice suspension on it from the factory. Uh, I believe it's got a Mazzuccelli, uh front suspension. And I can tell you it's got Brembo brakes all over it. So that's nice. Um, it runs really nice. It starts and runs perfectly. There's no warning lights or it doesn't want to stall for odd reasons. It's a decent, it's a goddamn decent 13-year-old motorcycle or 12-year-old motorcycle. And it doesn't have a shit ton of miles on it. Did you figure out a price? On the thing? On the MSRP? Oh, it's at least 4200 bucks. No, no. No, it's it's value now is 4200 Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's value now is 4200 bucks. Oh, originally it was like 1800 price. or $18,000. $18,000, yeah, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, Ducatis do go for a, a steep price tag. But they are the Ferrari of motorcycles. They are the Ferrari of A bona fide exotic. It is a bona fide yeah. exotic. And... Even if you pay forty two hundred for it, that's still fucking cheaper than a Vespa one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Right. And it's a goddamn honest to god sports bike. And it, there's it, never a time when you're not going to pull up to a bike night. I don't care if it's a nineteen seventy through two thousand and eighteen Ducati, mm-hmm. where people don't go, oh, a Ducati. A Ducati. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, a Ducati. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a Bentley. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. You need a brown leather jacket. You do, yeah. do kind of need to have a brown leather yeah. jacket for that bike. You might have to have a brown leather jacket. And a black jacket. American Express, just to rub it off. Yeah, that's, that's probably true, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, so Oscar, you took it out and rode it. Yeah, I hit a couple of uh, new marks for myself. This is probably the biggest bike that I've ever ridden. 800 cc's? 800, yeah. I think the biggest I've, I've ridden was like 700. Okay. Uh, also never ridden up Ducati. Right. Love the sound of the motor. Yeah. I've always wanted to ride one. It sounds so really it fun. It sounds really great. It feels peppy. I mean, it Those are have... factory exhausts on there. Yeah, yeah. they're factory pipes. They're not nothing exotic. Who's yeah. Pepe? Oh, I was, <laughs> you, I was sitting there thinking it. I'm like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't rub it in, brother. Don't rub it in. <laughs> Trying not to be such a jerk. And it is so rare. It's the unicorn of Ducati Super Sports because it's 100% stock. Right. Nobody's gone and fucked with it, well, which is extremely rare for it's Ducati. Unfucked. And on it top of it, yeah. as, as a, a yeah. thing of uh, reliability, so overall, this is uh, MotorcyclistCom. Yeah. Performance is four point five out of five. Quality and reliability is a five out of five. Wow. Hmm. Riding comfort is a four point five out of five, and value is a four point no. five out of five. So that's a really, really high review. If you yeah. trust that particular, you know, squad, mm-hmm. was that's, that MotorcyclistCom? That's a paid Motorcyclist.com. Yeah. MotorcyclistCom. That's a <laughs> fucking high review. Ride and comfort is a five. But that's what I have to take. No, yeah. he said four point five. I thought. Four point five. But I think, the, like most of the guys that work for motorcyclist.com are 175 pounds and probably in shape. No, okay. I, well, but if, if but you're he's riding, the same, he right. is that. Yeah, you are. That. If you're riding <laughs> really, really slow, sitting <laughs> upright, even though the bars are really low, yeah, it, it's a comfortable seat. I'll yeah. give him that. Okay. Yeah, the seat doesn't hurt me at all. I sat on. I felt like I was stuck in the crotch of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> You also looked like your butt was going to eat the motorcycle. Well, true. <laughs> Part of it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I rode the bike, and I'm, you know, I'm a 207 pound, six foot one ish operating system. Right. And I do have a little bit of a, a, a carbohydrate deposit center in the middle of me. <laughs> right. You have a two pack. An oversized gas one, tank for your loving machine. Oh, one. Yes. <laughs> I have a one pack. Exactly. But yeah, I. When I got on the bike last night, so of course, what do we all do? We always ride motorcycles sitting upright, you know, in, a, in the upright, I'm going to work position. Mm-hmm. 
but it's a sport bike, so eventually we're going to want to drop into the, let's drop into the riding position, or the aggressive Duck. position. Duck. Mm -hmm. This bike is untuckwithable. Yeah. Had to be like a contortionist. I don't get it. They put an anti-tucking device on this fucking gas tank. Well, it's not even just the gas tank. There's actually like an inch pad around well, it, that's too, what I was going to say. I, I, I was going to ask. Turbulash, the artist that is Turbulash, love him or hate him, put an unnecessary proboscis on this fucking gas tank so that you can't fucking lie down on it. Maybe because the brakes are so good right keep you from yes, going over the bar. Yes, it is a right, angle. right angle. Yeah. It Maybe keeps you you're like stuck a, in a there. You can't there slide or forward or backwards. No, the right. problem is the ideal riding position would be the Russell brand up from the bottom pelvic hook thrust. <laughs> it would be the you're trying to hit the exhaust port from the front of the ship. Uh, it, it is not functional. Human beings really can't do that. And I don't get it when I look at that motorcycle and you look at it and you're like, this is a pretty motorcycle. Yeah, it mm. Like it's got very nice curves, the color works with the shape. It is a beautiful bike. But when I tried to lie down on the gas tank on the freeway, because I got it up to about 128 miles an hour nice. on the way into work. Um, you know, I drove it home last night, make sure everything was safe, and then progressively raised my speed, raised my speed, raised my speed. Progressively raped it. Well, you know, you don't know the bike real well, so you don't want to run it right up to top speed. You don't know what she'll take. Exactly. So you go gentle, gentle. And uh, getting into Takes work this morning. at least three dates. <laughs> and I knew that it was advertised as being about 135 mile an hour motorcycle, 145 mile an hour motorcycle, depending on which article you read. So what I did was I basically got the speedometer up to where I could see 130, which I didn't do any GPS confirmations, but just to know, at 130 indicated it was very stable it didn't feel weird at all the bike was very happy I mean, it was fine fine bike. but i couldn't get low enough on the vehicle i couldn't get out of the wind i couldn't mm. get into where the slipstream was i couldn't get my body behind the fucking windshield because this crazy gas tank meant i would have had to have like cerebral palsy or something you know, some sort of spina bifida. Scoliosis, the worst ever. I mean, I would have to be Mr. Question Mark to get <laughs> behind this fucking windshield. And I tried from every angle. I tried dropping my ass all the way back to the bump stop, and I tried hugging my nuts right up against the tank. And you just can't make your spine bend that way. Um, I defy anyone to sit on that bike and get their face behind the windshield. I don't know how you would do it. And I, and I tried the same thing, and I was like, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because yeah. I've never tried a, motor, uh, uh, um, a Bukaki. Bukaki before. you never tried Bukaki? But I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> but. Can either confirm or deny yeah, that, that that's Oscar has tried Dukaki. <laughs> that's not Bukaki, it's Dukaki. But. There's only two of them. So I tried to adjust myself to try to get into that position. Yeah. While you were riding, and gave mm -hmm. it the beans, and I, and I. I, I hit I was hitting the bottom the of my rib cage yes, right exactly in the beginning I was like well maybe I'm not like right. hunch over enough yeah. and then I got up to the to the stoplight and then it just bagged my my ribs like yes. there's no tomorrow when, I want yeah. to take I want to go out there with a very very flat rubber mallet and do horrible <laughs> things to that gas tank 
you know. Yeah. Go online. Maybe you can find a crashed one that's got a, you know. That has somebody's well, testicle marks in the gas tank? Yeah, that's about what it's going to be. I'm going to say that's probably going to be easy. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably pretty fucking easy to find. <laughs> Other than that, the bike's like brand new, and I really yeah, love it. That's great. And it, if you don't commit to the full in racer tuck right. riding position, it's absolutely fantastic. But most motorcycles, I always be like, okay, well, sometimes the gas tank's a little low, so it drops me in too deep. <laughs> so when I, the natural bend in a human being between your knees, your ass, and your shoulders, gets too steep and you're like, I need a tank bag here. Like I need a tank bag to lie down on. That would sort everything out. The tank bag isn't going you to don't help need you in it. this mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. No. Not one bit. It's just straight yeah. up and down. That's it's the weirdest thing, man. That's when like, I was thinking imagine yeah. imagine if you have an accident with this thing and you get wedged <laughs> in there, it's gonna tear you in two. You know how the stunt riders dent the top of the tank yes. so they can sit on them? Yes. Oh this right. one just needs somebody to dent the back of the tank so you can ride it. Well comfortable. Or I saw a picture of a guy who had an accident, and he literally went through the tank what? and broke his fucking pelvis and that's, everything. That's what I was And the thinking, tank yeah. was literally smashed down flat to the frame Fuck. as he slid forward he on slid the bike. And, and his bones crushed the gas flipped tank. over yeah. and broke his, yeah, like, oh. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. So does this bike fit a certain part of your inventory float? Floor? No, I, floor really, floor? I mean, do you have people coming in looking for these things? Yeah, we do. Yeah. And you know what, Adam? That one can get parked over with the other three. I was going to say, we'll put it in the red section of our showroom. So we have we have grown a red section of our showroom. And that brings us up to another piece of news in the Cleveland area, that we are losing our only Ducati dealership. So the only place you could buy a Ducati in Cleveland was always in Akron, Acorn, Northern Canton. In fact. <laughs> Wait a second. Northern Ohio Ducati. The only place you could buy a Ducati <laughs> in Cleveland was Akron. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, you LeBron know, James is also from Cleveland. The rest, of the, the rest of the country just lumps it all together in the house. So yeah, 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 the rest exactly. Of Everything north of Columbus is Cleveland. Get over it, Toledo. It's yeah. all below the waist. <laughs> Toledo, you're officially part of Detroit. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. At least the rust belt. It's below the waist. It is below the waist. The uh, I don't and think. Below the two. Yeah. I don't think that we were approached by Ducati. So our our local Ducati rep took us out. You know he. He needs a dealer, and we could be a Ducati dealer, but I don't want to get that weird. I mean, I don't want to make that commitment. My life is very, my life is very, very relaxed right now. Not having to deal with Moto Guzzi head on, only dealing with scraps. That's nice. We have zero. We've got Genuine doing a great job with their motorcycle. Yep. How many Ducatis could you buy at any given auction? Oh, as many oh, as I would want. Good question. There's a that is n plus one. Uh, I have no problem buying. And how many are you going to be able to buy now that yeah. <laughs> this one's going out? There's still a, is there not a uh, Ducati dealer down in Columbus? Euro I think Motor Moto Ohio. Moto Ohio. Or Euro okay. yeah, Moto Ohio. No. Moto Ohio is a Ducati dealer. Do you find when you, because like I've seen the ones that you have here and the yep. mileage that you have on them. Yeah. There, of course, there's always going to be the Ducati guy that is the 100,000-mile guy or whatever. Sure. But yeah. compared to like a guy who buys a V-Strom, 90% of guys who buy V-Stroms ride them 60,000 miles. What, what, what kind of miles Ducati miles seeing? are very, very minimal miles. Mm -hmm. like, that is one of those things that Ducati riders, for the most part, do not seem to be Moto Guzzi riders or BMW riders. 
riders. Mm -hmm. You know, the BMW riders fall into one of two camps. There's either a metric shit ton of miles on their bike, or there's nothing at all. Yeah, right. They went to Starbucks seven times. Right. Yeah. Kawasaki Concourse riders all have two hundred thousand miles on their bikes. Same with Vstrom. Right. Vstrom guys just, are like, oh, you have a hundred. Congratulations right. on your first hundred and twenty. Exactly. Let me know when you get to five. Yeah. Well, that particular Ducati was not made for touring. No, <laughs> that was made no. for. Well, the SR stands for super sport, right? It sh it, yes. Right. Yeah, it stands for strain scrotum. Right. It is a very, very not touring friendly bike. That was. Um, yeah. But where was it hitting you? I mean, because you're a little bit taller than I am. Yeah, it was hitting me in the. Uh, it was hitting me right in the bread basket. It okay. was getting me right in the gut. Oh, and I also, yeah. I also misspoke before. I yeah. missed him one. It was eighty nine ninety nine. Eighty nine ninety nine. So it's yeah, ten thousand dollar bike. Yeah. 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 And that's about where it should have been in 2006. Right. That's about right. Especially and for 2006 money, that's, that was, you know. This is a good yeah, bike, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's, that was kind of, don't let the number 800cc fool you. That was, har, that, I'm sorry, that was Ducati's entry. Mm -hmm. That was the, oh, you want to ride a Ducati? Mm -hmm. We haven't invented the Scrambler yet. So, here's your Ducati. Right. You know, the Monster was the only thing below that. In the that like chain. a 599 or something? What? I don't recall for 2006, but there may have been a 750 monster, or maybe a you know an 800 monster. Uh, I don't know, and I don't profess to know Ducatis forward and backwards. Um, you may want to study up. <laughs> yeah, you may want to study up. I may want to get a little more knowledge. I'll tell you where Ducati. Ducati stands out. Yeah, the models mm -hmm. that they bring to the motorcycle show. Just sit year. on their bikes. Yeah, they're top, fucking amazing. Top yeah. notch. Right. The design yeah. itself, or. What's that? What? Yes, the, the, the design is fantastic. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the yeah, curves yeah. and yeah, the yeah. way, you know, the... Yeah. What he's saying was the models. Oh. The models that sit on the models. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, also... Yeah. The various was, models. Yeah, they get imported directly from Italy. The pinstriping. Yeah. The way yeah. the body the curves, work. Yeah. You mean the Hugs complete the lack of OEM equipment and the excessive right. use of bolt-on naughty bits? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So... Speaking of Ducatis and everything like that, so they literally, like, last night at 9 p.m. announced this, that one of the most recognizable sport bikes in the history of sport bikes, the Ducati 916, 916. is 25 years old this year. Jesus Christ. So I thought last year was the 25th birthday of the Monster. Right. So this, 25 years ago, this was a very fucking important time for Ducati. Right. Because you had launched the Monster and the Fucking 916? Right. Like the that like, turned the company around. Just like the Lamborghini, yeah. the 916 has been on more posters than they yeah. sold motorcycles. But, yeah. anyways, to commemorate this, yeah. they are releasing the Panigale V4 25 degree slash it's 25 anniversary, anniversary. Yeah. anniversario yeah. 916. Yeah. And the bike will officially be unveiled on Friday. Also concedes with the American round of the Superbike Championship, yep. which is to take place at Laguna Seca. Cool. So they're really? doing a big deal, and there's only going to be 500 of these. They're coming completely like race spec'd out, yeah. anything like that. And yeah. I'm sure they'll be very affordable. <laughs> yeah. uh, Budget okay. priced. Yeah. The original Ducati 916 cost around $14,000 when it was released, and about $25,000 in today's money. Right. Uh, the anniversary of 916 is expected to cost much more, yeah. and they'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> it costs $25,000 in today's money. It's a soft reminder. Four, <laughs> get your butt ready. Yeah, right. Right. Because that, just to remind you, in those dollars, it was $25,000. Right. It's be so when I tell you it's going to be three times that much, that was you'll a great already way to be it. opened up. Yeah. I wonder if they would do one like in the 900 SS livery kind of looking thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's an 800 SS out there. But, I mean, we all know that yeah, the 900 Super Sport was a sexy The silver machine. and the aquamarine. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. The, or the black. And the oh, cool. look at oh, yeah. That. It was very pretty. Oh, I just yeah. found another the article. Said, more they're showing the front of it. Bikes. Well, 
There's a sexy guy sitting on top of it. Yeah, so okay, there I, it is. I don't even want to look at that. No, you know, and that's undefined. There's nothing in that picture yeah. that's even definable as a motorcycle. There. Oh wait, no, they showed the headstock. There you go. It's oh, all yeah. milled out. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got it's got. Uh, There's it's all milled yeah. and it's very been, sexy. And you know what? I can see a serious application of drillium into that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Drillium. There's been an excessive amount of drillium used in that product. So yeah, I. Just a weird thing. So I haven't been. I've been very careful in my life to avoid Ducati only because um, assholes. Uh, right. <laughs> Desmo owners. valves. Desmo valves, which aren't. I. I so when I had, it's just a different animal, though. It is a different animal, and when I had the uh, the Sport Classic, I did want to do the valves, and I did want to learn how to do it, just so I could make sure that I was adept at doing it. It's not hard to do. The four valve is a pain in the dick, and that that's one of those ones where I can say to somebody, if somebody's trying to sell you a twenty thousand mile or twenty five thousand mile Ford valve, and they can't prove that they've had the valves adjusted. You may want to take 1,200 small steps back away from that motorcycle because it could get fucking expensive. Are the four valve shims or are they? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. there you go. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting into the cost factor. So and it's also it's just that point of there is a cost of ownership for certain vehicles. There's a cost of maintenance for certain vehicles, and that's. To me, I think that that's unnecessary, but when you build a motorcycle to do a certain thing and have a certain amount of power, and that's the way you're going to make it if it needs that kind of valve adjustment, Ducati recently took all of their maintenance service intervals and, and nearly doubled them. Now, the question is, did they change the metal that the parts were made out of, or did they just say, you know, I think you can go twice as far without doing it, maybe, yeah. And their voice went real high at the end, and they <laughs> went ahead, and that's how they changed it to make the maintenance and ownership of the Ducati less expensive. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think anything changed inside the motorcycle to make the service interval double. Well, um, the other motors, because me and um, Mark were just talking about yeah. this, all were belts. So yes. the belts oh, the little baby belts are adorable. Right? They went to Fragile. chains and gears yeah. now. Cogs. Yeah. 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 Cogs. yeah, they had the exposed belts. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was always a cool thing. You take the covers Which, off. Your I mean, there are plenty of cars that go two hundred, maybe two hundred thousand miles. But on they also—that's what gave them the smooth kind of feel to the motor too, a little bit. Really? Like, yeah. I've never, like I said, I've never really been into the Ducatis as a motorcycle brand, but it's very interesting. What would be fun though would be to see a two thousand and there you go, to see a two thousand and six SV six fifty S. Ah. Yeah. Go head to head with that 2006 Ducati 800SS. Well, you know that the the SV is going to feel more reliable and more. Uh, there's going to there's definitely this bike doesn't feel unreliable. No, but what it still feels Italian though. Yeah, it's not, uh, that's not a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, yeah. of course no. not. Right, that, but that's what, what gives I, you a tingle in your you know. Yeah, I think that I, I think it's the, the gas yeah. tank, but sure. Oh. But I do think that. I would like to see what the numbers were for a 2006 yeah. SV650S because that's a liquid-cooled bike. And we all know you can get a little more power out of a liquid-cooled machine than you can out of an air-cooled machine. Right. You can build them tighter and whatnot. So you can get more compression, get more power out of that exact same size motor. And the SV's given up 150 cc's against the Ducati. Now, 
I've owned several SVs of that generation. A but fuel the weight injected, too. Don't forget yeah. the weight. Right. A fuel injected SV is a fine motorcycle. Oh, that's there's there's cult following. It's and, a playful, I mean, yeah. fun, go out and have a great time motorcycle. And if you happen to fuck up and throw it down the roadway, it might set you back four or five hundred dollars to fix mm -hmm. it. There's yeah. guys. Unfortunately, the, what were we talking about? How the Duval was the the Hawk, the 650 Hawk version, yeah. the modern 650. Oh yeah. They went the wrong way with it. If they um, would have went like more yeah. in the sport, you know what yes. I mean? Made that mm -hmm. same motor with mm -hmm. fuel injection mm -hmm. and made it put it into yeah. a sporty ch chassis. And I was very impressed with the number of Hawks that were at Mid Ohio this year, and that they mm -hmm. were relatively reasonably priced. You know, I didn't see one over 3,200, and the one that I saw at 3,200 had the unobtainium hawk front fender, like the fairing on it, which looked dead sexy on the bike. Like the, It was a beautiful machine. So Is that the orange one or the blue one? It was a dark red color. Oh, or, the red, yeah, 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 color, the red, red, red color, yeah. And that windshield on there, that upper fairing, just looked really good. Yeah. It looked neat. And then all the other cool hawk stuff, like the single-sided swing arm and stuff, really looked pretty. And the wheels didn't age well, but they're still iconic to that bike. Yeah, you know they what are. I mean, the, like, uh, yeah. It's imagine still, an 800 Hawk fuel injected. Well, right, and that's <laughs> if it really been, you know if it had stuck right. around. If the it, evolution would have continued, yeah. a, a V twin 800 cc Hawk, which would be exactly where we would be because that motor appears in other places, yeah. fuel injected, and that would be really really cool. I'd put it up against that. Oh yes, I would <laughs> absolutely. Hey, interesting thing, guys. There's a bike missing from my showroom. I know it's hard to tell, but the the NT700V or NTV700, the Dulville mm -hmm. or Duville or Deville, Deville, king of all commuting bikes you could ever own. The motorcycle dispatch riders bike, right? All motorcycle dispatch riders bike, um, giants six pot calipers times two um, best brakes I've ever felt on a light sport touring bike a bike that didn't have 100 horsepower yeah no shit shaft drive and all those good things a guy came in and bought it <laughs> and this him. guy looks like the he looks like the poster child like he looks like he's like was born in Letterkenny like, <laughs> like he's a fucking grain fed fucker like you know just and he's got a tattoo on his forearm that you can tell he's a man because his tattoo says R.I.P. Granny. <laughs> <laughs> granny! R.I.P. Granny! Wow. Granny was a baller. So, <laughs> right? I mean, who's going to argue with somebody who's got R.I.P. Granny on their fucking forearm? What a good bike, though, man. This what guy looked like he could throw a fucking cotton ball over a barn. <laughs> he looked like a <laughs> I am not joking. He was like... Corn fed. He's he, been bailing hay. Yeah, man. This he just like had that baby Huey look about him. Like, like everything he ate ever was from the farm. Holstein. Yeah. Like, like if you say you want skim milk on something, he will laugh at you. And he gravitated right towards that bike, or did he look no, around he, and kick some tires? He had first? a. He previously owned a V uh, Shadow Five Seven Fifty, so he owned a Shadow Seven Fifty. He didn't like the cruiser riding position. He wanted something a little more upright. He wanted something maybe adventure-y, but you could tell that he had, like, socially, he'd had a lot of Harley influences in his job and places where he worked before and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he had a lot of people telling him he needed to have a Harley. Granny. Granny. Uh, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. 
I think Granny maybe might have only ever wrote a Dear John. And chewed uh, tobacco. Right. So, but he started, I showed him a whole bunch of different bikes, and I put him up on the Versus, and his girl was with him, and she was like, well, I have to be able to ride comfortably on the back with him, too. Mm-hmm. And she said the rear seat accommodations on the 750 Shadow were not good, and he didn't like the riding position. I said, well, you know, 750 Shadow is not exactly a, a full adult cut motorcycle. It's still on that kind of like welcome to your first cruiser kind of 7-8 scale. 7-8 scale, exactly, right. And this was definitely a one-to-one scale individual, maybe more. Um, yeah, but so I sat him on a whole bunch of different bikes, and he kept coming back to that that Dullville, that DeVille. And he liked it. And then he liked the storage on board. And he said, yeah, I want to have a bike I can carry stuff on. Fantastic. He liked all the little nooks and crannies, little cubby holes here and there. Check. Check, 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 and check. And um, his wife jumped on the back. Two up. They look good. Two up. They look normal and good on it. It's got the adjustable rear suspension, which is nice because mm. they fucking need it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they, yeah, they, they got, they own it. Turn bike for him, three stars. Fucking great. <laughs> so they, the guy showed up today, and he's like, yeah, I want to buy my wife. We want to get a better helmet for my wife, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, great, cool. And uh, he had one little tip over and scratched one of the boxes, so he's, you know, you know we're going to help him out with that. And I said, are you happy with it? He said, I'm so happy with that bike. He goes, you can lean it all the way over. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? He goes, you can lean it so far, stuff's great. And he goes, and with the, with the shadow, you could lean it over so far, stuff, stuff was great, but you weren't really going. You know. I said, I get it. I totally understand. He goes, it's great, but my wife keeps hitting me in the sides, telling me I'm leaning too far. Mm-hmm. I went, okay, so you're, you're, you're riding it. You're He's like, it. oh, man. He goes, and that the easy to adjust suspension, like he really, mm-hmm. really enjoys it. And that motor is the same family as the NC700X yeah. and the NC750. No, a, uh, isn't it? Is same, it? Yeah, it's the it's same. V, it's a V-twin liquid cooled. Is it V-twin? It's, it's not, V-twin. It's not the forward? No, it's, it's not the slant. Oh, okay. It's not a slant parallel. No, it's a V-twin. Oh, okay. It's the old PC-800 motor. I oh, mean, okay, it's, okay. Yeah, it's, it's that motor. It's been in every goddamn thing. But it's a V-twin with shaft drive, and he couldn't fucking be happier. So I'm mm-hmm. thrilled. Yeah. Good. I mean, it's great. We had the bike here. It was fun to have it. I really, I've always wanted to experiment with that bike and touch it inappropriately and ride it around. And, yeah. <laughs> I know what I was thinking. Um, yeah. When I had my NC700, all the guys wished that they had the shaft drive, the transmission yeah. from that bike yeah. on the NC. On the NC, yeah. Because yeah. we have one of those over there. So we've got the mm-hmm. the NC700X, and then we've got the Adventure, you know, or the yeah, the NX700, and then the whatever. The, right. the, the flat laid out, or not the, the lightly canted forward parallel twins right. that Honda can't get out of their system. So yeah, we've got both of those over but there. But that motor, as you had sent a thing today, yeah, is part of that adventure scooter that yes. kicked all kinds of ass. That bike, well, as shit, and Hoffert left. Oh, too bad Hoffert, because mm. Hoffert has a fucking major, major hard on <laughs> for that A the ADVX scooter. Oh, I do too. Oh, you do too? Oh, I hundred percent. So like really? my, my NC seven hundred X, I loved. It was yeah. a great bike, but. Um, the seat, I don't know. There was something about the seat. They didn't. They, they, it leans forward a little bit more. It does. Sure. Yeah. And you have to work with it, whatever. Right. But I love that bike, and I shouldn't have got rid of it. And it was it, like you got a million miles to the gallon. That's, it, that, that's it. The NC700X is the one we have. You over have there it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's okay. the same motor, yeah. but now the new version, the 750, right. that's in the Adventure scooter that they sell in Europe, which just won a fucking rally over <sighs> KTMs and everything. <laughs> did you? Did yeah. Anybody took the time to read that article? 100%. I saw it before you sent it. That yeah. fucking guy and that bike beat honest-to-God motorcycles with honest-to-God big wheels and you know 18-inch yeah. wheel in the back and 21-inch wheel in the front that are built to go off-road. And this guy, who God love him, is a... Bro, fucking rider. Oh yeah, went out and destroyed a very long race. So let's let's talk about what this race is. Yeah, it's, it's in it's in Europe. It's forty seven hundred miles. Yes, it's not like a it's not like a one day race. It's like a month long thing, yeah. where you're allowed to bivouac or go to a hotel, whatever. But you can't fuck with your bike except for repairs. Okay, it's a stock motor, stock transmission. He updated the suspension with Olin suspension. Right, added an exhaust pipe. Okay. And then all the navigational shit that you have to do to the rally, but that's it. Wow. And so he didn't overall win the rally, but in the 600 to 900 cc class, he beat everyone, which includes all the billion-dollar KTM 790s or whatever that came out. fucking scooter. Yeah, a scooter. Holy shit. But it had the DTC, so he wasn't shifting. He was just rolling through stuff and doing everything like that. There'll be a rule change for next year. Well... I mean, <laughs> oh, but it, it inspired some real active arguments on the thing. I'm sure it did. It's just the rider. The bike is it. He could have won that on a Vespa. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. Not for nothing, but no. No. No, no not no, at all. No, no, no. No, that is a that is an extraordinarily competent rider. Right. But that machine has got to be fantastic to do that kind of a journey. Right. Well, the fact so. that he didn't smash its guts out on a rock. Somewhere. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? It, it stayed together. Come on. Right. We've all seen... Off-road-looking scooters, whether it's a you know a fuckus or a ruckus or you know a big ruckus, they really aren't off-road vehicles. They're they're they're, they're grass vehicles. They're grass vehicles. Right. They're exactly. not meant to be jumped or bounced through rocks. And right. Bullshit. Right. They're not meant to have like literally Gibraltar going through their goddamn oil. But crankcase. think about this for a minute. Yeah. Though. And this is something interesting. So it has it has like the BMW-looking spokes that go toward the outside, sure. with tubeless yep. wheels and all that yeah. stuff, right? But think about the advantage of being in technical terrain yeah. on a, a off-road capable scooter where you have to put your feet down. You're not you're not sitting over That's a right. gas tank. You're, you're not, not sitting, sitting over, sitting gas over all that no. stuff. You no. can stand in that little gap. Yes. Maneuver all your shit around, right. all the stuff, and then power out and, and get back on the seat. So well, I was thinking about like what position can you actually get? Because if you have to actually stand in the little gap, you're right. a little too far forward. Do they? Yeah. Can you, no, but can you still, get back. Like, can you get like a little bit further? You know, like I'm sure. Nice. I'm sure they have it carved but out. Think about this: get, if you're on a KTM that's already on tippy toes and you get to a weird spot, yeah. you're you're off the bike or you're yeah. having an issue. Yeah. He can li- even if you're uncomfortable and you have to get kind of up near the neck of it, yeah. you're still standing and under power and getting through shit yeah. that you can't get on another bike. And that's leaning back stay on the back tire yeah, yeah and the low center of gravity yeah. that most scooters have as part of the design well and see the whole motor is yeah. like what it's flat as a pancake yeah the, the, yeah the cylinders are basically flat yeah right. the oil may be higher than the piston right. 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 Um, right right that is god that's crazy when you think about that different approach i would have never thought to go mm-hmm. off road that basically the slab design mm-hmm. would work so well but it's true if all of your mass is under you and very close to the ground right that's really a lot less to fall over. And Ask you and her, Charlie. Think about this. The oh. DTC transmission, <laughs> yeah. he gets into grease, he gets into yeah. sand, he gets into anything. He's not stalling. He's mm. not falling over. No, he ultimately can't stall it. No. Yeah. That's very interesting. It is. Yeah, that's that's wild. But good for him and great for the bike. Yep. Great for that entire platform 
Because when it first came out, I tell you, I thought it looked like fucking tits on a boar, man. Like, <laughs> I just, I saw that thing and I was like, oh, yeah, another fucking dress-up package. I, it was like the TDM 850 right. of the, you know, of the scooter world. So it was like, we're going to put the Perry Dakar package on a Kimco XC500. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, come on, man. You know, you can't put knobby tires on something and call it an adventure bike. The, it's just it's still just knobby tires. Right. Renee, you're gonna need the keys for the tundra. It's behind you. Oh, okay, cool. The uh, I don't to see that that bike actually performed and to see that bike really did a great job. That's super cool. It's really yeah, cool. That's super neat. I really dig that. The uh, the more that I'm out there and kind of riding around all these weird different bikes and enjoying all the weird different bikes. Uh, the other day, I rode the Triumph T100 that we just got traded in, mm -hmm. and boy, some stuff happened to Triumphs uh, while I wasn't paying attention. Uh, apparently, Triumphs, which used to be standard motorcycles, mm -hmm. became very, very low motorcycles. <laughs> Through the application of 17-inch wheels, mm. extremely flat seats. Mm -hmm. um, Boy, I hope you've got your piles tucked in good, because <laughs> there's not a lot of seat on that bike. They have done everything in their power to get that seat height down into Harley Sportster territory. Um, there's uh, there's a black one parked over there if you want to sit on one. Uh, that just came in on trade. One at a time, please, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> they really have lowered it, and the bike. Yeah, so Oscar just straddles it, Peter's both flat on the floor. <laughs> right, it's really a low motorcycle. They've they've done everything in their power to like make seat height their primary concern, and that's interesting because I think to a lot of American riders, seat height is everything. You know, that's why Harley Davidson's done so well in the industry for so long is convincing people that they needed a super duper low seat height, and I just feel like. I've ridden tons of Thruxtons. I've ridden tons of Triumph motorcycles. But when that thing came in, I thought maybe, like, something bad had happened to it. Like, you know, it was lower. Good. So I was just looking at a picture of the a the XADV mm -hmm. scooter. And it doesn't really even have the full step through. No. There's, there's actually a thing there. There's a, yeah, but, a when, but when you look at it, it's basically like the floorboards go mm -hmm. all the way back. So you have, yeah. oh, so you have platforms. So you have platform, you have floorboards that go. Oh, that's cool. I mean, they could go back a little further, yeah. but but they go back mm -hmm. far enough to where you could be standing all the way back on the floorboards. And so you keep your weight on the back tire. Yeah. And yeah. let the front end dance around. It looks like it. That's really cool. Yeah, there's nothing wrong so with that So you're not confined all. to just, you know, up tight close to the right. bars. And that's a big problem. With a lot of scooters is they don't give you a lot of room to move around. Because they kind of are engineering you into a spot where you're supposed to sit. And the good bikes that we've always loved, you know, a, a bike like a Vespa GTS or something, you can move around on it a lot. You can kind of pick your spot. And that makes it a lot more fun to ride around. The, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really, I mean, it is fun when you can look at something. That, that design, like the whole shape of that thing, is fucking weird. I mean, it's just a weird bike. 13,000. Is it thirteen thousand dollars? The ADV. Is that like the price snuck into America or something? I mean, well, they're not supposed to be available. It's here, not right? available here. Okay. In right. Other in other markets. In another well, market. Once you get in the United States, they take an Africa Twin and a, a Sawzall. Yes. It's like 
chop it up a little bit. Because uh, that's the price of an Africa twin. It know? is the price of an Africa twin. I mean, that's what Steve said. It's like your choice is an X80V or an Africa twin. God damn it, give me the Africa twin every goddamn day. Uh, sometimes stuff here at the shop gets weird. Uh, guy sold me today. Just Sometimes people just need to sell a bike. They need money. I thought you were going to go off on a story about me drinking. Hey, yeah. <laughs> weird. Yeah, I'm keeping the brown stuff over here. We're Please talking do. about unusual things. Not Please do. Unusual. <laughs> so the, a cat comes in that we sold a Stella to back in 2005, right? Black Stella, nothing fantastic about it. And in the course of his ownership, it's maybe 4,000 miles he's owned it. Not very much at all. We put a Cedo Plus on it. We jetted it for the Cedo Plus. It's it's just normal bike. We put a set of tires on it over the as you would, and. He's just been one of those cats. We always see him running around Cleveland. He's a firefighter. Um, and good good guy, just rides his bike. Doesn't seem to have a whole lot of issues with it. Rocks, rocking the free world. Then he has a couple of kids. Then he has another kid. And the bike's not getting ridden anymore. So he brings it to the shop today, and he's like, look, the battery's dead. It needs to be adjusted. It needs a good tune-up. What did he give me? And at that point, I go into full, you know, price is right mode. Because I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the guy who gives you the number that makes you feel bad. You're the seller. You set the price. You're the seller. Let me know how much money will make you be able to live with your situation. And then we'll see how far out of whack we are. Maybe then i got to justify to you why it's not right. But I do the same thing in here. I put price tags on all my bikes. And then it's up to the customer to try to tell me whether or not that price is right or wrong. And usually, if he can prove to me that the price is incorrect, well, we'll work something out. So he came in and he was like, meh. That was just our AC kicking That's up. It, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> in the process of him kind of coming around, he goes, you know what? Got a few scratches, got a few dents. Hasn't lived a pristine life. Not real shiny. 650 bucks. That's Buddy all day long. That's what he said? That's what he said. Mm -hmm. So now you have to come back. No, I don't. No, fair no. is fair. Yeah. That's his price. You've made fun of me for that. I, I just gave him what he asked for because it was such a good Because it's deal. fair. It's mm -hmm. fair. It's fucking fair. That's when I bought my buddy. Yeah. I went and the guy said $850 for a 400 mile buddy. Right. And I was like, I'm not even going to argue on, dude. Why would we even have a discussion after that? If that price is going to make you happy, I'm the happiest guy in the world. Yep. And I bought a CB750 from yep. the original owner in mint condition mm -hmm. for $500. Exactly. I'm like, yes, $500. You bet your fucking ass I'm buying sure that's buy. all you want? Yeah. Right. Here's an extra 10 Go have I'm a snack. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, yeah. So I took the bike out. And I haven't ridden because I'm riding everything else, I haven't ridden a properly broken-in, loosened-up Stella, Stella in a very long time. You know, I, this thing's shift linkage at the headset is like first, neutral, second is about a four-inch sweep. <laughs> I mean, this is not what they call a close-ratio gearbox. This is like... Slush box. It's a slush box. Like, the gear, the gear cables on this bike are so fucking stretched out it's ridiculous and it feels sloppy as fuck and it's not had a very easy life but it also is used to a certain level of malicious handling mm -hmm. i've had i was out i just couldn't stop doing wheelies on it i just <laughs> i mean 
if you ever had a Stella in your life that you wanted to just wheelie the sweet baby Jesus out of, Cedo Plus pipe, upjet it, you know, cut the, cut the filter off, like go halvesies on the filter, cut the blue filter part off, leave the white filter part behind, like, or vice versa. They're happy bikes. They're just happy little scooters. And I was rocking around the neighborhood just being a fucking hooligan again. I, I felt like I was, you know, 18. <laughs> and just, bah, 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 and I was just two-stroking like it was mid-Ohio. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And I went down to Triumph and saw my buddies down there. And they were like, oh, what's up? And I was like, I just bought this for $650, and I couldn't be happier. And they, really? I'm like, yeah, $650, and I'm super, super thrilled. Really? That's great. That's, you know, that's cool. And I just started doing wheelies all the way through their parking lot, backwards, forwards, everywhere. <laughs> and they were just like, hold on, we're going to go get the boss because he needs to see this. And I realized, I was like, that little, dumb, 150cc scooter was joyful. It yeah. was just happy. And it was happy to frolic around and do wheelies and be a dipshit. And I was just the right dipshit to do it. And it was cool. And it was really neat. And sometimes that's exactly the $650 you need. There's something yeah. about scooters, man. Like, there's just something about I, well, Once a year, my scooter comes up for something <laughs> or other. And I'm always there like, oh, look at this. You know, it's oh, just yeah. a giggle factory, man. Every yeah. single time, it's a giggle factory. No, but, like, okay, so, like, you know, we all have motorcycles or whatever. Yeah. And, like, you get out on them and there's, like, yeah. work and things like that, whatever. But occasionally you come home from work and you don't want to have any stress and do anything. Yeah. And a scooter is just the dude or girl, whatever oh, you want to call it, yeah. just to make it happen. Yeah. It's got that right little bit of weird personality yeah, and it's yeah. silly and, you know, and, you know, the old joke about you don't want to let your friends see you. But, <laughs> uh, but God damn, I mean, they're just, they're just silly fun. Yeah. And like last week I was riding the, the Harley Davidson, so I rode the, you know, the Road King police bike around a lot last week. And it is a breath of fresh air kind of thing. So if you do have a big cruising motorcycle, a big touring motorcycle, let me recommend, instead of buying a $1,200 exhaust system, get yourself a two-stroke, $1,000 or less, Stella or some similar thing with a manual transmission. You know, Make sure it has a clutch on it. Get an old P200, get a P125, and put a little rowdy pipe on it. Now, jet it. Definitely put a pipe on it. Yeah, because they're so much happier when they have a pipe Sounds on it. Sounds like a little hive of bees. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I used to do. My, my yeah. uh, P200 uh, beater that I have oh, my home, God. that's the one that I yeah. pop willies and just yeah. put stupid stuff on it, but it's, it was fun. And you got to work hard to get a ticket. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you do. you got the front wheel in the air, and you're having fucking fun like silly, and the front wheel comes down, and you're going 23, you know? So you're, it's not Starboy shit. You're not setting the world on fire. You're literally doing a wheelie and setting the wheelie down at you know, 22, 23 miles per hour. And <laughs> the cop can arrest you for having a front wheel in the air, but he's going to have a hard time getting you for speed. You know, And he's got to weigh his chances. Does he want to be the guy who arrested the kid on the moped? Well, he probably does. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know it depends. Where I used to work, you called in side of the road with a moped or a scooter or a Vespa. Remember, the radio goes out to everybody. So all the other cops get to hear, and they get to hear the base reporting back with the description of the vehicle you just called the tag in. A 1978? So... Vespa Chow? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? So, so... How fast was he going? Base to 04. I've got you on the side of the road right now with a, a 81 Vespa? You going to be okay out there, 4? <laughs> you, you want me to roll an extra car for backup? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't fleeing and eluding, was it? You know? Yeah. And you hear all the mics just clicking in the background. <laughs> yeah. That click is that click is one of those universal signals in law enforcement. 
You're not making a statement that's being recorded by the headquarters. You're not anything on tape. But your clicking is sort of a golf clap, you know? Just keep them <laughs> up. Just once. Yeah. That's a golf clap for you. Yeah. Yeah, well done, you. You better have a hell of a story to go along with that vest you just pulled off. Yeah, because that's, that's a tough one to live down. The, but it's fun. Go out and get rowdy on a little two-stroke. It's it's a freaking fun day, man. You know, that's a good thing. And if you know what? If you're no good at getting rowdy, take the side panels off. <laughs> <laughs> Save those fucking side panels. Put them on the shelf. Leave them in the garage and go get rowdy on it. And when you throw it down four or five times, you might have to buy a mirror. Just don't take the plastic cover that goes over the motor and cylinder off. Don't no, because then it'll expose any leaks you might be having. Or explode your cylinder. Why? Oh, you mean the engine shroud? Yeah, totally yeah, different yeah, thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that for air cooling. Yeah, exactly. Air, yeah, yeah, air like, don't take that off. That. Nobody would ever do that. No, no, no. no but nobody would ever be that stupid. But no, no, but I don't even know if be that stupid. Both of them that are in the shop right now have their official straight from India transmission covers on them. Ah, okay. The get that thing off and throw it as far as you can throw it cover, which is basically a diaper for holding oil. You know, my bike's not leaking. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you have a plastic cover on the back of your bike with some foam insulation in it that's holding a quart and a half of what used to be your transmission oil. <laughs> you know, and considering you had four and a half ounces to start with, you're fucked. You know, um, yeah, that's a that's a silly thing with Stellas in general. Yeah, it's big fun, big fun, small budget. Fired up the Moto Compo the other day. Ooh. Yep. Won't be riding that to work anytime soon. Take it for a ride around <laughs> the shop. Had to leave the night before. <laughs> Took it for a ride around my neighborhood. Oh, did you I find the, the, the on the street? <laughs> on the street, no less. Did you find the little? Uh, I found the cable lock. lock. Yeah, it has I a pushed it in because it, yeah, mm -hmm. it was pushed out a little bit. It has a built-in cable lock. Yeah, I've had stronger cables on. Oh, it's not strong. Hanging pictures, we said the other day. Exactly, it's, hanging it's, pictures. Yeah. Exactly. Did any yeah. neighbors see you riding? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the neighbors saw me riding. And then they, they were like, What you, know, you got there, Phil? <laughs> I mean, it's a little tiny. Don't hit a bump. That thing will go right up your ass. Oh, uh, it does have suspension. I did discover it does, it does have some semblance of suspension. Huh. Um, once I rode it around for a little while and, you know, put fresh oil in it, cleaned everything out, it's a really happy little bike. And all the turn signals work, so it's fully street legal. Um, all the stuff that needs to work works. It has and mirror that folds up. Right. In, John watched me fold it up. It's remarkable origami that that all disappears into that little mm -hmm. plastic box. I'll well, loosen um, the bars, kind of just yeah. throw them in there and put the covers on. Yeah, it's brilliant. I was really gonna... impressed with the four handles. Yes, the like, four yeah. carrying yeah, handles. Yeah, yeah. And then I did discover what you were talking about, mm -hmm. which is you can use the handle above the tail light okay. to wheel it like a wheelbarrow. Yeah. And it wheels exactly oh. like you want it to. Well, because yeah. once you've put it all to yeah. broken it down, now yes. it's just kind it's of a brick with right. two, two wheels. Two two wheels. Right. Oh, so, so the front wheel is stationary. The front wheel is stationary yeah, yeah. because Most the handlebars are folded oh. up inside. Yeah. Right. So because the handlebars are folded up inside, they can't turn. Oh, so the wow. front wheel is a wheelbarrow now. Wow. So you basically just grab it by the butt mm -hmm. and walk it wherever you want to walk it. And oh, it yeah. becomes so much easier to drag around when you only have to wait, yeah. when you only have to lift the back part of it. Very clever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was fun. Rode it around for a little bit. Uh, realized that I did not have my ass GPS calibrated. <laughs> because there's, you know, you got to understand when you're scared, you feel like you're going faster. Yeah, right. right? So I think I may have hit 300 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty certain I hit 300 miles. What size wheels? They're seven or eight inches? Eights. Eights. They're eights. eights. They're two and a quarter by eight. 
So they're actually, I looked them up. They're not a weird, they're not that weird of a size. The size like of a Strider bicycle? Probably, yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> and same speed rating. Too. Probably yeah, dot, exactly. not dot rated at all, no. Well, yeah, they may be a dot on them or two, but I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, shit. They are, that bike, it goes exactly as fast as it should ever fucking go. I had it at full chat, way too slow for Lake Road. I'm not putting it on Lake Road. But on, like, Walker Road, you know, mm -hmm. or Electric, uh, Electric Avenue, where I live, uh, it'll rock right down to Electric Avenue. It'll, it'll make it. And it's very, you know, you got to tune everything down. You basically have to have three or four beers before you drink this thing. Because if, you're, if your reflexes are too sharp, you're going to crash it. And, but it is infinitely better than those de Blasi folding scooters I have. Oh. Those de Blasi folding scooters, now they fold up really small. And they're just too woogity. I mean, there's way too many joints and, and, and hinges in that thing. Those, you got to be on proper fucking Valiums maybe a couple of lewds, to ride those <laughs> anywhere. They're Fresh tarmac. tragically yeah. dangerous. I, people, so, we know people that were riding around band camp yeah. successfully. Yeah. Did you happen, does it have a frame? Yeah, like, is it like well, a, it's got a frame. So it's, yeah. Is it pressed steel, like kind of? It's got a frame. So is, the <laughs> is, the motor, is the motor a stressing factor in the frame, or is it? The motor is going to be part yeah. of the, the rear drive unit. It's a spree. So it's, it's a, yeah. The back of it is a fucking Honda Spree. I mean, you look in there close at it, and you're like, that's a Honda Spree. I know oh, that anyway. Okay. So, yeah, it's not that weird. It's just that the frame is just a square box a that everything box. folds up into. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. The design of it, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of minimalism and the fact that it has turn signals that work is shocking and a headlight that works and stuff. Do you happen to know the story behind it? Like, is there, like, like do they let... Engineers go free reign and say, "Hey, do something." Or what? no, somebody in Honda had a great idea, and that was, you know, a little tiny car. What make a little tiny car better? A little tiny bike inside a little tiny car, and we call that a turducken now. But right. you know, back then it was just dad can, dad and mom can drive to the city center together, mm -hmm. okay, or drive to the outskirts of the city together, right. and then they leave the car parked where it's affordable to do so, and that's mm -hmm. where mom is at the school or wherever she works. But Dad, he's a captain of industry or whatnot. He has to go into the city center. Well, what better way to go into the city center than with a almost unregulated little tiny vehicle that can go 20 miles an hour? Right. And fuck if I know, man. As long as you can get between Godzilla's feet, you're probably okay. <laughs> and I think that might be the standard for traveling around Tokyo. Right. And that's, that's the difference of, yeah. of how it was invented <laughs> is that, you know, that was that's the mindset of Tokyo. You're only going 50, exactly. 10 miles, yeah. you're, 8 miles, whatever. Yeah. If you're going 20 miles an hour in Tokyo, you probably got everyone else over a barrel. Right. Uh, you're probably doing better than everyone else is who's above surface, above mm -hmm. ground. Um, you could clearly carry that fucker, you know, I mean. Mm -hmm. It really says, I'm not fucking walking. It's basically what it says. What does it weigh? Did you... What do you think that thing weighs, 50 pounds? Oh, you could curl it. Yeah, you totally grow it. Yeah, it's probably 50 pounds, 60 pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not like you'd want to just throw it over your shoulder in a day bag and go right, fuck right, off. Right. I know? almost thought I could suplex it. Yeah, well, you probably could suplex it. Yeah, yeah you could totally <laughs> suplex that. There'd be no doubt. Might need a little help. But <laughs> I will be putting together a, a proper nylon hockey bag for it. Because mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. own a hockey bag that says Moto Campo on it, stitched in the Moto Campo font. As you should. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Both my wife and my sister-in-law 
have sewing machines that, Ooh, that we can program that can program oh i like do that. such things i totally approve of that that sounds like fun uh yes we should have a moto Compo hockey bag i probably am not gonna buy the honda city car that it came in the trunk of oh you say that now mm -hmm. i know Wait till one pops up somewhere. I kind of figured if I had what year? What year is the Moto Compo? Eighty-four. So well under the twenty-five years. Oh yeah, no Honda Cities come up all the time. Yeah, they, they're yeah. not hard to find. Let's look before. They're not <laughs> weird enough for me, man. I, I like to have a certain standard of weirdness in my vehicles. Like we could put ten Moto Compos. Didn't they make in the a turbo? Huh? Didn't they make a turbo? That's the one you want Honda to have. Yeah. Turbo, that's, that's the turbo weird. Honda City is the one you want. Your left nipple tweaked when you just said the turbo. The turbo. Well, yeah, yeah, I just think we have a purse full of Moto Compos. What color do you want to have? I mean, do you, should should somebody have? Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I have a red Moto Compo, so it would have to match. Right, right, right. 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 You can't have a McDonald's combo. I don't want to have a mixed match Moto Compo Honda City combo. That's that just be, embarrassing. You could, yeah, you can't do that. Theoretically, if you wanted to buy, yeah. You out of here, Chris Smith? I'm out of here. Out of here, Chris Smith. Half uh, asleep, so. Thanks yeah, for that's it. It's hey, Friday. What's, what's, what's with people well, walking out in the middle of the podcast? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I, I can actually, I can give you why I had to. I was having gastral issues, and I almost didn't make it home. <laughs> that's never stopped me. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> that has absolutely never stopped me. Oh, yeah, problems on Monday. I almost, Monday? I almost didn't make it home with my uh, pants in full tack. That was not yeah. a good situation. Well, yeah. Chris is leaving because he's half asleep, because he's usually fully asleep. So he Yeah, well, leave. Tuesday. Did uh, he say anything on the entire podcast? No, he's just silent. I said, I, I said hello. He All checked right. in, and then he checked <laughs> out. Good man. Yeah. People are tired this week, apparently. But I don't, I don't think that having a fleet of weird, rare JDM motorcycles, mm -hmm. that lineup that was at mid-ohio this year mm. that had all of them oh yeah i mean it was hilarious but that that gaggle of fucking japanese date jdm we've been around for a oh. long time so it's kind of rare that we see a bike that we've never seen before 12, when you when you go to 14? this guy's place and he's got all these bikes if you had a hundred grand you could have started the museum yeah yeah right? but i but again i don't want to be in that i don't want to be in that <laughs> business but no. god though they, each and every one of them, hits our buttons because we couldn't have them here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're like, oh, well, that's a, I don't know, TDM 250? Right. You the, know? I think the biggest, like, so, like, you know, we're kind of older, whatever, but, like, we took some kids with us that were 20-something yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And the millennials were blown away that they had a Grom 25 years ago. Yes, that a Grom existed 25, 25 years, years ago. ago. Exactly. It was a two-stroke, but at the yeah. same time, it well, looked like a fucking Grom. I think it was a Kawasaki. But it was a Kawasaki. Yeah. KS1. Yeah. KS1. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, like, everybody was like, how is that Grom a two-stroke? And right. did they just come out with this? It's like, no, yeah. that's 25 years old. Dude. Yeah. And they had the KSR80s. <laughs> they had all the yeah. fucking really super cool bikes that... Somebody was smart enough to go, you know what, they didn't have these in America, so put them on the boat. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful spray of bikes. And what shocked me was the number of them that didn't sell. Mm. I, I mean, say, how many did sell? Was not it? many. So you we know, know that a Dream probably left there, you know, a, a Honda Dream racer. But I think I think Mid-Ohio is becoming a $3,000 and under... Yeah, well... That's, uh, I'm sorry, not right. Mid-Ohio, but Vintage Day. Yeah, Vintage Day. It's becoming like a $3,000 and under bike... Yeah. Actually, it's, I mean, according to my buddies who are from Michigan, they're like, next year, and they used to bring beautiful bikes. Oh, now. my God, yeah. Weird, yeah. crazy stuff you've never seen before. Right. Mint condition, original. 
They're like, no, next year we're just going to bring a shit ton of $100 to $500 bikes. Right. And blow yeah. them out. And blow Mostly them out. complete, push yep. them home, push yep. home projects. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a $2,500 and under. Like, you'll sell everything you bring if you I think it's a great place stuff. to buy a bike. It is a great yeah. place to buy There's a, bike. a reason people, like, yeah. uh, have a mission to come and fill up a container full right. of big bore dirt bikes. I mean, there was right. a guy one year from Britain who was, yeah. all I'm doing is buying CR500s. Yeah. And bigger. Yamaha 490s, yeah. all these big board two-stroke dirt bikes. Yep. And I have a club. We have a club back home, and everybody puts in a couple thousand dollars. I'm going to stuff this container full, and we're going to go back, and we're going to be the baddest asses because there were no such thing as these bikes. Where we're right. 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 And that's exactly it. And, you know, now there are at least three people that I know of buying big bore Japanese bikes mm-hmm. and shipping them back to Japan. The guys from England buying yep. the H2s. Oh, yeah. And those dudes are there on Tuesday waiting for people to drive in, and they're buying them off trailers. As they the CB750 was never sold in Japan. Right, right. Yeah. You couldn't sell anything bigger than 600 cc's yeah. in Japan in mm. 1969. Right. Yeah. So that's why they're buying them and taking them back. Taking them home, absolutely. And that's the strange thing, and that's what's interesting, though, is that is protecting the value of those bikes. I saw a lot of guys who brought, their, brought out their CB750s. I was thinking about doing the same thing. So I've got five or six of them I could have very easily liberated from the warehouse, taken them out, and been like, ah, oh, well, it is a title CB750. Mm-hmm. Therefore, in this environment, it's worth at least twelve or $1,500. You'd be dealing with the same guy. What was his name? Kaz? Kaz. Yeah, Kaz. Because yeah. he's the one who, uh, and, yep. and, but then Eastside Bob was talking about or dealing Kaz, with yeah. those guys or whatever, yep. and they're like, oh, yeah, I told him cash and everything like right. that, and then they want to PayPal you. Of course. Like to the, and a, he knows a guy who's like uh, delivered it. I told him cash, 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 and right. you get there and you're delivering it, and in Columbus, and they're like, no, I will PayPal you. And right. Like, eh. It gets a little weird, man. And I did okay. I was happy that I didn't take out five bikes because when I looked around and saw that a lot of other people had that same idea, mm-hmm. and it turns out it was more interesting. I would never normally go looking for a dream, mm-hmm. but I ended up on one. I ended up stumbling on. So, well, that had a lot well, to do with your, your lubed frequency. Again, yeah. I was totally... But in clear, clear vision, I'm still totally thrilled with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a great bike. Yeah, I rode it around on Tuesday, and it was a fun yeah, bike did, to ride. It, it doesn't no owe you anything. Yeah. No the price you paid for it. Yeah, and the Motocampo, which, yeah. I don't right. know, that was a really good price for that. But that was a fun... So as an out, as a guy yeah. just watching you, yeah. as a guy, I was buying nothing. I was just there. You were just hanging out. I was selling. Yeah. Well, actually, I was... Hopefully, selling something to pay for my Chinese mistake that I made to not get divorced. So that all worked out, which is great. But besides that, I was, which was actually not a mistake. The thing still runs. It's great. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, I watched you play the chess game. Oh yeah, mm. it was really fun as an outsider to sit and watch people go like, "Yeah, I'm not even dealing with it. I see it. I know it's there. Whatever." And then I you watched you. it do something else, and then you rolled by and kind of gave your presence known and talked to him. I'm not going to give away your game, but it was like a four-day process to get to the bike. It's not a game. I mean, it's not. It's I heard you did push the bike back after a test ride. Oh, no, I that did. was the other one. Good that motherfucker ran out of gas. That wasn't even staged. That <laughs> thing did run out of gas. Oh. But, but at the, we've talked did about you tell that him that, or you like, yeah. this one's not working? I don't know about this. I'm kind of nervous. Uh, bike number one. Bike number one ran out of oil. Yeah. Bike number two ran out of gas. Well, they were getting, they were wrapping up and going home. And they were literally, fuck this place. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday. It's rained for 18 of sucks, the past yeah. how many hours. Yeah. We aren't selling enough shit. We don't have enough trailer. They were scooping shit out of there. Mm-hmm. And 
when we were having cocktails at the camper, and that price went from $3,000. Yeah, Nick came back and said, hey, it's at twenty-eight. Printed in stone at $3,000, yeah, which it should have been. Right. It's okay. I don't need to get credit for that. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you did. <laughs> you don't need after, after, after. Oh, no. <laughs> I had people I don't know telling me that bike got dropped at 2800 I was, I was like, you fuckers are all destroying my game because you should all be looking away from that. Right, right, right. right. I, I promise you, I didn't hesitate for a moment when I looked at that price. I'm like, okay. It went down a little bit. We know the game. Once you crack the seal, and I was gonna go walk over and be like, "We take fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's another. <laughs> I mean, that's well, and that's what we stayed back. It was like, no, mm -hmm. just, just the last yeah. one of people that you have around you when yeah. you're actually going. Well, the funny it. thing was when I went to actually go buy it after you know I had been notified that the price had dropped um, after I had seen their their exit strategy, and I kind of discovered or I understood what their loadout plan was. Mm -hmm. I, I said that, okay, by 2 o'clock or 2.30, that'll be the right time to roll up there. Mm -hmm. So I jumped on the scoot. Namaste. So I jumped on the zero and rode up there. You know, I put on you know my zero shirt. I could look all professional and shit. Mm -hmm. Take me seriously. Not a punter. Nope, not a punter. And I rolled up, and I looked behind me, and there were six fucking guys on bikes behind me. Yeah. Because apparently I was the Pied Piper of Stupid from the Cleveland Moto <laughs> Camp. All these guys wanted to watch I'm going to go buy this bike, one way or another. Well, I turned around and realized that I was literally, I had a fucking cheering section. Fucking entourage. I, I will say that I followed you there, but then I haggled yeah. and bought my jacket. <laughs> right. So yeah. I was I buying could my... I kick myself in the ass for not going and getting those jackets. Yeah, that was it was fantastic. a good jacket. Yeah. Yeah. 30 bucks, and it cost $30 to have a non-Honda jacket. Exactly. Work, work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a proper work jacket. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yep. yeah, that was a smart buy. Those guys had some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I rolled up and was just doing my thing. And they were in the process of trying to sell a guy like a 250, a TDM 250 or something. Or SR, it was an SR6 Yamaha, but it was a 250. So whatever an SRX hmm. Yamaha is, was only a 250 Japanese market only bike, had that fun frame shape and stuff. It was cool. By the way, the TDM 50. Yeah. Oh my God! If, if it was priced properly, that yeah. would be mine. There were, that thing was sexy as shit. Yeah, they were cool bikes. They had some super yeah. fun bikes. But yeah, it was a great time. It was a great experience. And they sell those bikes all over the place, so mm. they're not going anywhere. That's their game. My whole thing was, I just wanted to find out. I needed to know where their bottom. That was the trick, and I knew that. I knew that we could figure out where the bottom was real easily, and I went out and rode both of them twice, mm -hmm. and found. And I had determined of the two which one I wanted to buy because there was a condition variance between the two. Mm -hmm. The one bike was in really, really, really good shape, and the other bike was in about fifty to sixty percent good shape. Do you think if you took the other one, you could have got that much cheaper? No, I couldn't because I got her down to the point where she was pulling the invoice out. So when I talked to him, he had said, he had referred me to her and specifically said, ta-da, when I told him I wanted to give two for it, right. and it was 3000 on the bike, and I wanted to give two, and she was like, he's like, hard pass. And he gave me the hard pass. And I said, well, then I need to know what your price really is because I'm not going to play any games with you. Mm -hmm. We know that, you know, we know that this bike is, the other one's gone. And I'm not going to buy the other one because of the no oil thing. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to drive it around with no oil on it, that means you give, don't give a fucking shit about anything anyway. So this is where I am. So she looks in the book and she goes down the book and she lied and she said she had 2200 in it. 
which may or may not have been a lie. I don't care. Right. The point is, me buying it for twenty three. They didn't lose money. Was exactly what I wanted to pay for the bike. Right. So, knowing that I could close the sale fast and easy at twenty three, knowing I got the bike exactly I wanted to, and more importantly, knowing that I had twenty four hundred and forty dollars in my pocket. Those right. are four or five grand all day long. That's, I've, like I said, I've passed on. I've 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 said no to four thousand dollar bikes, five thousand dollar bikes that were really nice. This is nicer. Right. And I'm glad I said no to all those other bikes because it just was the blind squirrel. It's well, not every once in a while. And now you're doing the thing that like very rich people do with artwork. It's mm -hmm. like why do why do you pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a painting? It's because I kinda liked it. I'm gonna enjoy it for two or three years right. and if I decide to sell it, I will make my money I'll back my plus money back. interest. It's better than putting the money in the I bank. saw the guy that was working the booth next to him, I was helping him out a little bit. And I saw him walking away from the booth as I was walking up. Or I was getting, you know, on my first recon line. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm probably going to buy that Moto Compo. Because earlier in the weekend, I'd said, I'd like to pay about 24. I'd like to pay about 25. And he's like, they can be tight because they're going to Barber and they're going to do all this stuff. Right. And they're, you know, their prices are low to begin with. And I said, yeah, you're right. Prices are low to begin with. So I'm willing to pass on it if I can't get it for under 25. Right. And I totally was. And then I had to loan people money to buy other bikes. And so I loaned people all their money to buy bikes, yeah. and I realized my bankroll was down to 2440 bucks. Mm. I was like, shit, I'm going to have to borrow money from somebody to go buy a bike. <laughs> so I sold a couple of things out of the booth. So I had a little bit of cash in my pocket. So at 2440 I was like, well, if I can't get this bike for 2440 I'm a fucking piece of shit. Mm. And so when I saw him walking away, day, like 20 minutes before the sale, I said, well, how's it going? And he goes, well... It's going. I, he's like, so what's your target? I said, my target is twenty four hundred. He goes, you're not going to hit your target. They want more than that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, they're asking three. He goes, I know, but they don't know the Mid Ohio rules. They're new to Mid Ohio, and you're not going to get it for twenty four. So and I feel really good. I got it for twenty three. Also, in different cultures, negotiation yeah. can be a completely different rules. Like Oscar, yeah. I'm sure you can attest. Like being in Mexico, like yeah. negotiating, or it's like high art in the Middle East. Yeah. And I, go maybe it's in there for I haven't yeah. bowed for anybody in years, and I bowed three times as deep as I could, and I accepted her business card with both hands, mm -hmm. and I gave them as much respect as I could. And that she, might have closed the deal for she you. She also gave me respect back, mm -hmm. and she, I thought the whole deal was very, very well run, and I got the price I was super happy to pay. So I got a Moto Compo, and I couldn't be happier. Like, so. You mentioned uh, Barber. Yeah. So there's a there's a couple threads on different forums and stuff talking about yeah. Mid-Ohio and stuff. And there's these guys that were new to Mid-Ohio. Yeah. And so I looked back through the thread and they were like, we usually go to Barber, but we're thinking about going to Mid-Ohio this year. And everybody's like, oh, you have to go. You have to go whatever. Right. <laughs> so one of the guys was like, this was the greatest experience of my life. I can't believe this exists. This is great. The other guy was like, you basically had me walk into a group. A, a civilization of barbarians. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there was <laughs> the hospitality was not to my specification. <laughs> there was like, yeah. and he was like, this is one of those guys that usually goes to like all these. Like, he probably has a Porsche Club the, membership. The, and the, quail, the quail gathering. Yeah, the quail yeah. gathering. Oh, right. Quail. He goes, ah, quail. <laughs> but he was not. He was not happy that he wasted his time at Mid Ohio in the mud, in the blood, and in the oh. beers. Like, it is a post-apocalyptic <laughs> barter town, if ever there was. 
the hero of the entire fucking week was driving a Suzuki Samurai. Yeah, you know, with like, a captain's head yeah, on top of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole place is just fucking bizarro. And this year was one of those ones where, yes, it was a goddamn shit show. Yeah. Literally a shit show. I was show. happy to see some young people. Yeah. And, and, some more, and, like, more women showing up, riding bikes. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that. The women thing was great. And they, they, just like that, wasn't, they weren't backseaters. They were no, all riders, no. man. It, it, Mid-Ohio is coming to its own in that regard. Everybody should go just to have a fun time and experience it. And be wild and do the wild shit. We have elevated it to a level of true baller status. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think we're gonna stick with the program we have right now. Yeah, I'm Jump. not mad yeah, about I'm that. I'm not mad about no. that at all. I'm completely. If it's yeah. dry, yeah. The cool part is if it's dry, yeah. We can venture down into Mad Max world. Oh, you look. Right. We always have. Well, vehicles. we did in your in your high. I was gonna say. Yeah, right, 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 right. We did. You know, all 96 laps that we took of Barter Town, <laughs> right? Um, and the slave village and everywhere else, and the slave camp and the spice mines and everywhere we went. Jawa we Town, did it yeah. all. Yeah, we did it all with air conditioned comfort. Yeah. In with a no ace. fear of getting stuck. No, and a high ace that everyone yeah. was waving to and giving thumbs yeah. up to yeah. and everything else. <laughs> but are you going to make the sign next year that says, yes, you can buy this, yes, it's this yes. much? And I can sell you one. Right, and I can yeah. sell you so as many as you fucking need. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the hard part. The hard part was getting your momentum <laughs> up and then seeing a 70-year-old man go, <laughs> Tell me, uh, what is it? How much money is it so I can walk away and be this much smarter? The guy yeah, in the I golf one cart. Of those one time. No, you didn't. Oh, no. Yeah. The, the, guy <laughs> the military make those? The guy in the golf cart was the best. I need this. I don't know how much it costs, oh, but I, I need it. I, I don't have money on me, but I need one of these. And you're I like, told, I told no the problem. price, and I was like, dude, then give me a fucking deposit right now. I don't care what it is. Give me a deposit. Put up or shut up. Mm -hmm. you know? And then he went, he didn't really have any intention of buying it. He just used that as a ruse to use me as Google so I could teach him a thing <laughs> so he didn't have to look it up. You know what? Your fucking 3G works here too, pal. Yeah, right. You know? Get your little thumbs out. Get your little muddy thumbs out. $100 golf cart. And fucking punch up what the fuck did I just see. But you're right. Put a sign on. It says yep. what it is. Yep. And uh, one of them QR codes. You can yeah. have this too. He made me a QR yeah. code. I right on the spot. I know. Fucking so cool. So yeah, but we will have something. I think next year, though, is the year where we have the fleet of Daihatsus. Because I've got a couple yeah. of those coming. I've got a couple of... I also think next year, anybody that you trust is writing something that you're selling is yeah. stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. just no reason not yeah. to, like, yeah. No, the moving swap meet is the best swap mm -hmm. meet. Because then people know it's it It's like runs. the gun show where somebody's got yeah. one slung on their yeah, shoulder. Yeah, you always sell that thing. Don't ever get a table at the gun show. Just throw it over your shoulder <laughs> and walk around. And at this, th at this event, mm -hmm. the running motorcycle, that's I told Chris. Yep. I told Crash. He's like, well, you know, I'm thinking about riding around. Duh, put a fucking pie plate on the front yeah. of that thing. Put some numbers on there because the fact you're riding it around means one, it runs, it runs at low RPMs and long, long distances, and you're open for business, motherfucker. Right. You know, the that is the funny thing about Mid Ohio is you have to put a sign on your shit that says not for sale. Right. Otherwise, people will bother you. You know, if you don't want to be bothered, you need a big, big sign that says "Not for Sale" or NSF or whatever. Right, yeah. exactly. Or NFS. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Not for safe right. work. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, coming up in a couple of weeks, did yeah. you figure out what you're going to do with your fuel booth? I don't know. I got to talk to Jesse, but Jesse caught me. You know, we're having this event in Cleveland called Fuel, and if you love old motorcycles or custom-built motorcycles and that kind of stuff, 
you've got to go to fuel is a fantastic day in cleveland art and show everything it, it is a lot there's so much there and they have food vendors out, out there now so that's really cool uh i really enjoy fuel i always have a blast and i love seeing the artwork there the, the bikes that go into it now are they doing another flat track thing that's i haven't thing? seen it because i would have done it I don't yeah, think I so. Don't, I just looked it up, and I didn't see any. I don't, think, I don't think Mama Tried came back. It's yeah. just fuel. Mama tried but they have a they have a pre party on Friday. Yeah, right. at uh, some brewery something. So. Saucy okay. Brewers. Saucy, Saucy Brewers. So that's literally right on West Twenty Eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, so and pre party no, on Friday. Saucy? Yeah, Saucy? about Saucy? that Detroit. Yeah. And Detroit and West Twenty Eight. Detroit, Detroit and Church right. or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then Saturday, but the cool part is, like, even if you're, you know, it's just a destination. If you're out riding on a Saturday. It's like you get to wherever you're from, yeah. go for a big fat ride, go downtown, yeah. and it's a place where you probably usually wouldn't go. Right. And you get to see some awesome stuff. It's really I've always cool. liked fuel. Yeah. I think that it brings out the best builders. Mm -hmm. It's real creative. And it's not Harley centric. No. Nope. It's, it's JDM. It's, it's Harley. It's everything. Yeah. So like Jesus not... Christ, there was a Trihawk there last year. Right. Right. The the three wheeled vehicles that show up are mm -hmm. exotic and fun and cool. So you do get to see some really cool shit. And they get a hell of a turnout. It's really they good. They do, and they get some cool vendors. You get some cool shit. And they there. got bands. If you're a hipster yeah. guy, there's yeah, bands, bands playing and coming. stuff like I that. I always had a good time with it. I think Fuel's a good trip. Yep. If you're in Cleveland, you catch them. It's uh, it's literally we're gonna drop this podcast tomorrow, so it'll be two know, weeks, I think. Two weeks, is it? Right? Yeah, it's not next weekend. It's yeah, weekend after. Weekend after, right? Twenty seventh, twenty six, twenty seven, something like yep. that. Twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, or something. Yep. But yeah, so but that Saturday event, Fuel's fun thing. I I always get a kick out of it. And you're right. It's not just for Harley guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's if the Harley thing turns you on, you'll see. You'll them. see enough of it. If it fucking turns you off, don't worry. There'll be plenty there that isn't Harley mm -hmm. related. You're, you'll have a good time. You'll see some It'll eccentric shit too. Yeah, and mm -hmm. the people in the parking lot get rowdy. It's fun. You know, there's a lot of uh, liquid encouragement happening. You know, if you're not careful, you might get sideswiped by a sideways. There, there's sportster. usually cool like clothing. Like I bought a really cool hat there. A couple okay. of yeah, they got booths and stuff. People are peddling their wares, as they say. It's mm -hmm. cool. It's it's a good event. I like. I like if you like leather, event. there's leather smiths. There are leather smiths there. Yep, 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 there but are. you know, custom uh, uh, chrome candy and like mm -hmm. all these guys that are real good painters and stuff. They're going to be there. So yeah, I, I I dig it. I think it's a fun fun event. And the Skidmark garage garage guys open up their shit, so they're hanging out and everybody's there. I think they're doing a different location. This year. Are they? Yeah. No, it's down on the same thing. I, I think know. it is same place. Is it? Same place. Okay, yeah, I thought there was yeah. going to be a different, a different location. No, they're down there. Yeah, Carnegie cool. or whatever it is, or something. What is twenty third and whatever? Okay, fifty no, third. Fifty third. Yeah, Skidmark. Yeah. 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 Same place. Yeah. Fuel's the same spot. Fifty. Yeah. I know they were talking about changing location. I'm more with him. Fifty fifth and fifty third. Right before you, right before you get Hamilton, to fifty, that's it. Hamilton or Rockwell. Yep, yeah, you nailed it. Hamilton, yeah. fifty like something. Hamilton, fifty third. Fifty third and Hamilton is yep. the proper. I concur. That's the right proper spot. location. Yep, yep, yep. That's where it was last time we went. The, uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's a fun event. That's super cool. I dig it, dig it, dig it. Uh, I'm going to be going out to San Diego uh, for like the 18th. Going out to uh, hang out with Merritt for a couple three days. Nice. So we're going to go out and catch up with her. She's been out of town for weeks and weeks and weeks. I so. really miss her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cats really miss her. Uh, the the affection level of the cats has gone up dramatically. <laughs> yeah, you get all the, the first week or so they're like, oh, we're gonna, and then like you know, right after she fucked off, Bagel showed up. So and Chris showed up. So we've had I've had guests the whole time. So just now that those cats rolled out, Henry's riding across America mm -hmm. and fucking not sparing the horses. Right. He's like, it's hot in the Midwest. I want to get home. 
So uh, I, he sent me a little screen cap of his uh, ST1300 mm -hmm. motor, motorcycle dashboard. He's covered something like 1,800 and some miles in two days. And his thermometer, thermometer said 93 degrees. So <laughs> game on, Henry. You want to stay in the wind. All ass, brother. And exactly. hopefully he doesn't encounter any more bees. Yes, in the exactly. Hole, right? I had no idea how allergic he was. So. <laughs> the greatest thing I think uh, you've ever come good. out of your mouth well, was uh, you looked like two, two different, different Asians. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That's exactly right. what he looked like, man. If you split that picture down the middle, yep. yeah, he's two totally different Asians. But the, uh, yeah, so I'm really uh, kind of jazzed for those, you know, glad those guys got home. So glad they came out to Middle Ohio. It was a blast. Yeah. yeah. And so hopefully we can get a gaggle of people out. We're going to do the same camper trip next year. We'll do the same trick. It was fun. That's, for me, that's the right way to do it now. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't. I think I, we've I, matured. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I slept in a tent, which I, I enjoyed my tent yeah. and everything. But the location that we were, yeah. when you can wake up, like shade, we, baby. He, Oscar was up at what six or something. Shade. I got up at yeah. seven or something. <laughs> and like usually, like when you're in the campground, it's a whole thing to go. Like, oh shit, I have to piss right. or not yeah. piss, but like I have to yeah. do things. Right? right now, you have to get your bike. You got to do all this stuff. You just literally stumbled over to the bathrooms. There was like a shower and all the stuff there, yeah. and everything. it was so good. Man. It's a good spot. So I'm going to do everything I can to work out that same deal next year. Oh. And the seminars went great. So it, it was a, it was a fine thing. I mean, I think it worked out well for everybody. Yeah. Hopefully the same. Hopefully AMA is just as generous next year as they are mm. this year. And if not, it's no big deal. I mean, they can, it's I mean, no big deal. Yeah, it's really right. not. But I can tell you, that is the As spot. long as you are Middle doing Ra your thing. Middle Ohio is half the reason I bought my RV. Right. Exactly. Like, Right. So it's yeah. like three yeah. days where I can actually. Mid Ohio is the reason we haven't read about me hanging from a tree. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the four days a year I need to regenerate myself into being a human being. I right. mean, yeah. and there's, there's been some backlash against the bitching about the camping. Yeah. But rightfully so. I mean, that place has been there for 20 some yeah. years. Yeah. I mean, what does it take to build a fucking shower and shithouse in the campground? In the campgrounds. I mean, right have you on. ever been camping? I mean, you can go to a state park and it's $29 a night. Uh, and they have flush toilets and showers. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like, and a few how years about plant ago, a tree? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 20 years, it would have been a nice tree by now. Yeah. Yeah. And a few years ago, they used to have the portable showers yeah. in the in the campsite. Yeah. So they had the portable showers, which were fairly nice, and portable shitters that were fairly nice yeah. in the campsite. Well, we don't need and portable. We need real. Yes. Like a nice proper shower. Well, and, and they out. could probably figure out some drainage for the campground too. I mean, like they could really. I don't care about the mud. Yep. I don't care about no electricity. Mm -hmm. I care about having at least a decent shitter. Right. The year that yeah. I took a picture of the fucking porta pot yeah. with oh. eight inches of piled up crap up to above the, top. the oh, yeah, yeah. like that was awful. Right. And that's a prime example <laughs> of completely being unprepared for the event. Yeah. They're making all the money and right. providing no services. Right. And whatever clearly, the only person I ever uh, and which I love, yeah, I love that the fact that the only person I see is the cute, the older, the older middle fifty-ish yeah. woman at the yeah. front gate waving to everybody yes. coming and, and going. She's always got a smile on her there face. There was never a security happy. officer. There was never. Right. Yeah, I love that. That's right. great. Let's keep yeah. that, but just add some flushing How about toilets. Add Twenty-five more portagens <sighs> and clean them out more. Clean them out twice. I want more flushing toilets. Yeah, flushing toilets. Well. It's not out of the question. For well, what 
And here's the thing, though. I think, I yeah. think they're really trying to expand that business. They mm-hmm. do cars. They do the Porsche uh, POC yeah. Club. Yeah. The they very do next the week. I mean, I schools. think this weekend is Superbike Weekend, mm-hmm. and they're just as packed. It's mm-hmm. not like right. we're the only oh, time. It's, it's, not one, it's not like one time a year when it actually. Do you know why rules can be so tough for vintage days? Because of Superbike. Right. So mm-hmm. I have been to Superbike before where not one, but 14 shitters got burned. Like 14 Portageons got it's bed. filled up, light it on fire. That's exactly what I'm that saying. That sounds like a great plan. And, you know, that <laughs> we did it now. Burn it down. <laughs> and, and that's like, you know, the one year stuff got out of hand, and I saw people throwing, you know, lit one gallon gas can cocktails mm-hmm. into a Portageon, and because the Portageon was not. No longer a Portageon. It was no longer a Portageon. It was so just instead, a, it became a flaming bag of poo. Right. Right. <laughs> a 300-gallon flaming bag well, of poo. Well, that's, so that's It became thing. a doggy bag. Yeah, it did become, it did become a bag. <laughs> also, speaking right. of poo and, yeah. and thing, so I did walk into a porta potty and if you were the guy that did this, you need to give us a message and let us know that you're alive. There was a loaf of bread turd sitting on top of everything. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, this thing was like a loaf of bread coming out of some human being. I was amazed by this. This is like something that I would blew my mind. I was like, oh my God. Well, first of all, my personal problem with that yeah. is I don't like porta potties. No, I, I'm not and a I fan don't either. Really? And I thought everybody loved them. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> like, even when they're perfect. Even a perfect American porta potty, I got nothing. And yeah. we went in the British porta potties, yep. which had a flushing system yep. and a lever that, like, you know, cleaned it. Like, like the British porta potty yeah. system, wow. the British porta potty yeah. game is on point. It makes what we're doing look like, well, it looks exactly like what it is. Yeah, but they have socialism, so... Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the... I mean, you can use a British porta potty because it actually keeps poo right. away from you, and there's a system of, like, clean, sterile fluid that cleans the thing that you might come in contact with. Right. So, well done, England, for right. taking shitting to a whole new level of fucking respectability. Now, let's talk it. about brushing teeth. Well, <laughs> uh, I have no problem shitting against a tree my whole life. Right. Like, I would always prefer to lean against a tree and take a shit against a tree. But if you don't have any fucking trees, right. you yeah. know, uh, that becomes a problem. I The shitter right. that I... I would have leaned against the shitter and shit on the side <laughs> yeah. of the shitter right. before I shit in the shitter. This is exactly like, it. And that's that. just... And that's just dealing with the situation really poorly. You can't expect to have all these people there no. and camping and doing everything else and not provide the basic utilities for them. You know, take, take their money. You can you can slack. Like you can say, okay, we're fifteen percent under food capabilities because most people bring food. Sure. You can be fifteen percent under water capabilities. You can sell no alcohol. People will cover that. Right. But the one thing you need to provide to people is a shitter. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's going to happen. People Especially if they're going to be there on property for, yeah, four, for days. four days. Yeah, for four days. Right, 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 right. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. That's where I think the management really, really fell apart. Right. That's, you know, you can say what you it's want. It's not that it fell apart. It was never been there. No, the it's infrastructure in has years, never been there. Yeah. They have never right. really provided. They've never successfully shitter. managed poop. I was shocked there was a place for me to dump my toilet in the... RV. I just found that. I, I never was even knew that stunned. existed. I was 
I was blown the fuck away. Did anybody blow the RV toilet? Because I definitely, I, I, nobody I know blew up your RV toilet. No, because an RV toilet, if it works correctly, there's a system. You press the pedal lightly before you poo. No, that rinses the bowl, right. so your poo doesn't stick to it. But I'm just saying, and then did, you sit down and take anybody, a normal human shit, and, and then you use as much water I, as I don't know anybody that actually... No, out of respect no, to you, I don't really know. No, but you, you guys were parked right near some real we toilets. We were close right, to a really, right, really yeah, nice toilet. Although, when I went over to the real toilets, yeah. I was sitting on a toilet where somebody had vomited. Yeah. And there was oh, no. a pile of toilet, you know, and I got a little bit of moisture on the back of my leg of my pants. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, on this Saturday is not good. Morning, this fucking sucks. On Saturday morning when I woke up, and I was actually feeling pretty good. I went to bed yeah. pretty early. Uh, from uh, there on in, I went to the better toilets, but I will not tell anybody where those no, are. No, no, exactly. That's what I did as well. But when I went there in the morning. That's not for public no, consumption. No. Um, no, there, we all, the secret toilets, the secret toilets, that's one of those things. Yeah, you just got to know. This That's, is, that yeah. is the mid-Ohio handshake right yep. there. Like, that is seriously... <laughs> when you provide yeah. a ride to somebody that has a broken-down motorcycle or bring them a half a gallon of gas when yeah. they're out of gas, you will find out about the the special toilets. The secret toilets. But that being said, so the yeah. one that by us, uh, by Saturday, I went, and there was, like, everybody was, like, clogged up, and there was one that was open. I'm like, why is this one open? Nobody's going in. <laughs> and it was a constant flushing toilet. Right. And I was like, okay, I can deal with this. I can shit in a waterfall. But it's interesting because, like, you're getting sprays and this and that. But at the same time, anything you're dropping just goes away. It goes away instantly. It was interesting. It was all right. I mean, self-flushing bathrooms would have been great. You know, like, everybody out. Yeah. Okay, everybody back in. Here's the other thing. You know what they can do? So the whole that whole shower block is, like, cement. Yeah. Everything's coated, right? Right. It's even Every, better now because they actually have individual shower right, showers. Yes. Individual showers. It used to be Auschwitz, where you me, go in there, you're standing naked at the fucking nozzle. Yeah. There's a line of six naked guys behind yeah. you waiting for you to finish up. Like you're gonna fucking really? You washed your hair and you scrubbed your nuts. Get the fuck out of Get line. Get the fuck out of the <laughs> way, motherfucker. <laughs> but next. don't you think that once an hour they could see like a little bar could come down and they could just have a water thing go? Well, that's what I'm saying. Fucking, self-flushing yeah. toilet. Yeah, no, but the whole self-flushing showers, everything, yeah. just blow yeah. the shit out and fucking yeah. In Germany, when I yeah. went to the bathroom, they had a a, a frau yeah. who was in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. who literally, while I was peeing in the urinal, reached around me and was cleaning the urinal yeah. as I was peeing. She lived in there. Yeah. That was her job, as yeah. to constantly keep the whole fucking place clean. That was. Dude, I would throw this woman dude, that was, any amount of money she wanted years. just to just to be in there, she constantly keeping this place clean. No, that woman lived on ten pennies, man. Ten pennies every time. She, she had a chip like, car. She had shaft up scrubbed underneath. She like, would have. She would have. <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of shrapnel you carry around in your, in your pocket yeah, in Europe when yeah. you're traveling. And that is strictly for one place and one place only. Right. Because that magic mark that gets you into the shitter, right. a good, proper, perfectly clean shitter, is worth it. That magic mark is the coolest fucking mark in your pocket, man. Yep. And you're willing to throw a little extra fucking <laughs> copper in that. If you know, you're going to have a shitter used by thousands and thousands of people all day long, there needs to be a permanently stationed fucking somebody. And yeah. there was. Well, in the in the yeah. in the the one yeah. that we now talk about, yeah. the one that does not exist, there was a guy. And 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 on Sunday morning when we went and you guys went and got breakfast and I cut off to go to the yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. he was like scrubbing and he was yeah. doing the whole yeah. thing, man. Do you know why? Well, that's where the rape. That's where Somebody pays the bills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's exactly right. So you take care of the people who pay the bills. 
I think that the system with the giant fuck off RV, mm -hmm. we're gonna have a giant fuck off RV again. Yeah. That's it. And again, the the strategy as far as bikes in the sale go, you're right. Every bike we're gonna take is gonna be a runner with a fucking ass and a seat and a mission. Go around, well, drive this fucker around, and sell it. And next year, when you figure out this, I'd happily put it like instead of bringing my tent and yeah. living in smaller. No, no, I would rather put in and live in the RV. And there. you can. Yeah, yeah, right. We had room. There was. No, but I don't want to. You could have absolutely dove in on that. Yeah, Let me tell I'm you, at some point, guy. this Mexican put a jacket on because it was so fucking cold in the RV. It was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we ran that RV like it. We ran that generator in that RV. Once I realized that the system, the battery system in the RV wasn't working correctly, mm -hmm. and John and I troubleshot it within an inch of our fucking lives. Oh, yeah. Lines. You guys were out there for like an hour. We knew that there was no way that that system was functioning the way it should. Right. Which gave me the green light for all the fucking generators. Right. And the guy was great. The guy did not put up a fucking fight over yeah, that. Because he wanted to charge you so many, so much per hour. We were over, allowed to use the yeah. generator for four hours, and then after that, it's $3 Which I think is retarded, but whatever. Yeah, I, do, I think it's retarded, too, but that's the way they operate. So that's their system. I'm going to respect it. But the point being, if your batteries on board don't work right, then i got to run the RV the so AC. So when you returned it, yeah. did he have an answer on why it didn't work? Well, no, I think Probably the problem didn't. is I had done enough research to know that the relay at the door switch that is the, the door switch for battery on and battery off, like when you walk away and you're leaving your fucking RV, you're going right. to leave it for three months. You flip the switch that's by the side door, mm -hmm. and that shuts all the battery power off the chassis. Okay. Well, on old RVs, it was a big old twist breaker twist knob, mm -hmm. and that was power on, power off, right. and that was the yeah. whole thing. But in modern RVs, it's a low-voltage switch that goes over to a relay by the driver's station. Mm -hmm. That's that controlled by a board. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's controlled by a board. And so that relay was failed because I could flip the switch if I heard quietly right by the driver's station. I could hear one of the 12 relays down there lightly ticking but not throw. There was somebody that used their brain to make something more complicated than it ever needed yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Point being, everything worked out great because we were like, okay, well, we can't be on battery. Right. For lighting, we need to be on Jenny for lighting, which means if you're, if you're running a Jenny, you, you better run all three yeah. air conditioners. Right, right. Oh, so yeah. we ran all, all three, three air, air conditioners. conditioners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we could have hung meat in that fucker. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. and it was true that in the middle of the day, when it was 95 degrees and it made sweltery, a we could run in there and make cocktails. Well, and on top of that. And chip ice off of Oscar to make drinks. Some of you guys from the West Coast don't understand this because you're in 100 degree heat all yeah. the time. But those of us that live in this brief, like, oh, my God, it's warm for a few yeah. months. Holy shit. Yeah. You get excited about being in it, but after three or four hours of being mm -hmm. in 90 degrees, you're the like, sun. your battery With 100% humidity. That's yeah, the right. problem. You're yeah, in a yeah, freaking right. rainforest. Right. Yeah, it we just were... rained two seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah, it now it's all evaporated. Yeah. Now uh, you can't do anything uh, uh, for one second without now breaking a sweat. you're just breathing. Right. But it, it sucks the, five the minutes life out of you. It really, like, if you're without some kind of a relief, you're done. Like, you're going to take a nap for five hours. But an hour in, in a my cold case, RV? I like to go under a table, under a tarp, and lay on the ground with my <laughs> belly on the ground. SPF 100 over his SPF 50. But yeah. to your credit, an hour, an hour of drinking oh, yeah. cocktails in a cold RV, and it's like, let's attack this I shit. Fired again. These, yeah. I fired these guys off the Let's Make the Scooter Run project. Right. I was like, you're not allowed to keep working until you come in and have a cocktail. <laughs> right, right. And when they got, I just made a, I made a whole fucking gaggle of cocktails. Right. And when they came in, we were like, 
Turns out cocktail hours are pretty good <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. The 2 p.m. cocktail hour is genius. And, and the end <laughs> result was... Let's watch an afternoon this, movie while we're here. Right. <laughs> well, the th- end result is the scooter would have taken five hours to get fixed. But with the hour break in the first yeah. hour, it was done in an hour. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Like, you just have to remember, you got to take care of your troops. Right. You can't have anyone have a heat injury when you're, you know, 14 right. feet away from air conditioning. No heat fatalities. Right. No heat fatalities. We all did fine. And you know what? I still have a little bit of liquor left over. So I think that was a failure on my part. We left there with no beers. Yeah, no, there was no beer. We did that right. That was good. We um before before I packed up on Sunday, me and Henry uh picked up because like we were obviously we're not slobs, we're not gonna leave children anywhere. But during the course of the weekend, we made a conscious effort just to throw our beer cans in front of the RV in our own controlled area. No, we were throwing them under his ST-13. That was what we call a Jawa garden. But here's the thing. That's so you can hear him creeping up on you. We got a milk crate, and me and Henry picked up all the empties that were already smashed. These are not unsquashed empties. And it took us seven milk crates to pick up all the squashed beer cans. So. It's yeah. saying something. I mean, yeah. you know. That explains why the honey wagon always smells like corn. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. But somewhere yeah. can. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's the plan. We'll do that again next year. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a good time. Yeah, that's it. Anyone else got anything else for the podcast? Okay. I want to throw the invite out there to anyone who wants to go to Mexico next March. Fuck yes. So, I if, mean. If yes. my hip is new and working. So, again, give me the quick, give me the yeah. rundown details. On March. How many days? Ten days. March 5th through 15th. Ooh. In, fly into Oaxaca. Give me a cost. Oh. We fly about, into Oaxaca. About three grand. Under, okay. commit under three grand. Yeah. That and that's including your bike. your bike getting there. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. You're going to use their bikes. Their bikes. Yeah. Any right. bike of any BMW of your choice. Yeah. Or a Africa Twin or a Tiger XC8 800, I think. Okay. Um, and I think there's a couple more available choices. Okay. Um, so under three grand uh-huh. includes the bike, your fuel, four-star hotels, your food, insurance. Um, maybe leaving something else out. If I can, can we do all of that deal. without riding? Uh, <laughs> no, you probably could. <laughs> could I just run parallel to you guys on a jet ski or no, maybe a powerboat of some sort? So my wife in the back of an air conditioned van. We have this huge possible. thing about me getting this hip thing, right? Yeah. And so I'm doing it. I'm going to move forward with this. And by then, it? that'll be three and a half months into it being recovered. Mm-hmm. So the deal was is that the whole point of me doing mm-hmm. this is so I can ride more. Yeah. So hey, I'm in. Right. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I will save money. I'm going to do it. And I'll have biomechanical hip right. situations. It really is, when you think about 10 days for 3000 goddamn dollars, Yeah. well, uh, that's pretty good eating. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like you're good. riding somebody else's motorcycle. So exactly. if you drop yeah. it, you're not hurting your shit. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, believe me. Yeah. The whole idea of having another, like having a bike there, I don't have to do shit. I can just show up in Oaxaca. Yeah, and all those states in south of Mexico are beautiful, like Oaxaca, Chiapas, and all those. Mexico yeah. City by itself, it's just, oh, there's yeah. a lot well, of stuff the, to do. Okay, so the, you fly into Oaxaca, you pick up the bikes there, you do this circle through the whole state of Oaxaca. Oaxaca mm-hmm. is a city, it's also yeah. the state. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but you get some uh, time on the Pacific Ocean, beach right. towns, whatnot. Um, you get some t- time inland, 
yeah. at some colonial towns. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you're on the golf side for a couple of days, and Veracruz is one of the towns yeah. on the golf side. Yep. Yep. Um, and then you fly out of Mexico City, so into Oaxaca, out of Mexico nice. City. And I've been looking at airfare, airfare out of Cleveland at that time of year. You get round trip between four and five hundred bucks. Okay. That's what airline fantastic. do you know? Uh, I just did it through kayak. It was, it was like there was you American. I, I just rack up any of the Southwest down there or no? I don't know if Southwest goes there or not. Mm -hmm. I really don't no, know. I mean, hey, mm -hmm. look. I, I, if there's a matter of selling blood between now and then, right, um, at the going rate of forty dollars per pint, uh, <laughs> you could have that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't get the time off. Yeah, the time off that's is the most for that's you. That's that's exactly right. That's one of the uh, yeah. attractive features of this is because. In Cleveland, at the beginning of March, we could sell shitty weather. No, it yeah. sucks. You get down there, you like it it's sucks. like it's like give me summerish. This is basically adding ten days to your summertime. Yeah, when you need it the most. Well, as Jim Gefkin says, he's like everybody in the Midwest looks for looks so forward to spring, and when it actually comes, that's a wonderful day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it shows up, when it shows when when the official first day of spring happens. Right. You're still three weeks of snow into anything fun happening, mm -hmm. you right. know, yeah. and that's absolutely true. So that's the right timing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you know, you may have to miss the St. Paddy's Day parade, but Jesus fucking. Yeah, I think we'll get you home in time. You're really? The fifteenth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good. It's not, it might not be worth it to, you know. But I think that's a fantastic fucking yeah. trip. So that's cool. It's pain, painless, painless pain, yeah. pain free. You know, yeah. you just like. You get on a plane, you show up, it's sunny, yeah. there's a bike waiting a for you. Yeah. Right, yeah. you know, that's exactly uh, it. It's, mean, a that's it's a guided tour, so there's somebody's right. going to show you where to eat, and you know, right. they're going to they promise good hotels and everything. Oh, say four star hotels. And right. The food, yeah. food's going to be good, the weather's going to be warm, beer, tequila's cheap. Right. You know? that's, that's the proper way to do it. And we've talked about yeah. like the scooter rallies and all that stuff. Just having someone that's a local or a couple people right. that are local yeah. with good, solid bikes. That knows yeah. the land, right? Yeah, that's the the best way to it's do it. It's always the best. It takes so much pressure off you. Yeah. It's like you, you get time or money. If you got all right. kinds of time, you can find stuff right. on your own. Yeah. But if you only got a week to get away and you want to have a super enjoyable vacation, yeah. right. it's better to pay. You could do it a little cheaper if you did it on your own, but yeah, yeah, no, and it's better in numbers. I mean, yeah. just, that's just what I think. Yeah, just the fact that the, the like the cops or anybody knows that there's a big it's group a tour. riding. It's right. a tour. Yeah, and we we've, we've always found that out. We had we got picked up by the was it the Torista Polisa? Policia Torista. Yep. Those cats. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I never <laughs> heard of that one, yeah. Well, it's a thing. <laughs> so there is a whole different there's a whole branch of law enforcement in Mexico that literally on the side of their fucking truck says Policia de Torista or something. Yeah. Hmm. And these cats showed up and they were like, Where are you going? And our people said this is our plan. And they went, cool, we'll hang with you. And they did. They hung with us. And everywhere we went, they like went. Like a protectorate? Sort so of. They weren't like um. No, no, no. no. Victim, no they weren't no, victimizing you. They were no, protecting no, the you. Way, These guys yeah. were chill as fuck. Okay, like, cool. They were making sure we had a good time. Mm -hmm. And I think what they were doing is they were saying, like, hey, um, nothing bad's going to happen to you while we're yeah. around. Don't drink that tequila. Get drink that <laughs> oh, I walked up and tried to offer those guys a tip on more than one occasion, and they were very like, no, it's okay, it's fine. But I was just trying to be sociable. like. Yeah. But those cops that hung out with us 
they their side of their truck specifically said they were the tourism police. Now, you're, there probably is like a hey. This like, is in Tijuana now. This was starting in TJ, and we went down. Oh, that one went to. Uh, that was here. We went across the Russian road, and we went to San Felipe. I think. Felipe, yeah. yeah. So we made it as far south as maybe La Bufadora, and not very far. And then we went across the Russian, uh, the wine road, and did the, the wine tour thing, and went up to San Felipe area. But I, those cats showed up, and I was just, well, there's a part of Mexican culture I wasn't aware of before. Right, right. And for the most part, my experience, which is, I was always the guy that was like, well, I don't know, Mexico, we're in Mexico. I don't know, you know what's going to happen down there. Every fucking time we go down, it's brilliant. I mean, mm -hmm. it's fantastic. So that's cool. It's a lot of fun. It is yeah. a lot of fun. And, it's, and that's the idea that that's part of Mexico that I haven't seen before is another exciting idea, too. So that's really cool. Oscar, is there a place in Mexico where you wouldn't go? Tijuana? He lived there. No. No, actually, you know what? Uh, Monterey, probably. Or Sinaloa. For everyone out there in the Lister land, Oscar, just Oscar who's the slimmest of the... Uh, yeah, right. That's right. usually my move. But like, okay. Oscar's chair was the only one that wasn't sweating for the last three and a half for the team. His chair just collapsed like a house of cards. <laughs> and he went flat but on he, his back. But he, he, he rode it out, though. <laughs> he didn't stop. He docked a straight bomb that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need some hummus for that shit. <laughs> Oscar just planked. Yeah, right. the, chair, the chair failed. And, owned it. and at the moment the chair failed, Oscar went flat to yeah. distribute the pit. He loosed it. <laughs> everyone, everyone out there, she... You she took need, that like a judo expert. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's seen those videos of like the fat guy sitting in the yes. white, the white resin plastic yes. chair. Yep. And that's what that's what the chair looked like. No, no, he just did the thing where the guy sits. <laughs> now the you know how I feel. And so he kicks his leg out, and it falls, but the guy doesn't fall. Oh, okay. oh, oh, yeah. He just yeah. pulled oh, that off. Oh, that's amazing! Oh, oh shit! Oh my! God. Well, he took chances, so now oh, my to chair is breaking. Oh, yeah. I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Acapulco's proper fucked, isn't it? I think it was. I think we I, have I don't to just call Acapulco is. proper fucked. Yeah. I mean, I think it yeah. was. I don't or think Acapulco's still, still is, open yeah. for business. I think they're pretty well yeah, they proper fucked. I mean, that's when you hear tax, taxi drivers being like, I, "I can't run. I can't be. I can't be there anymore," because they were getting shaken down so hard yeah. Yeah. that they had to go work for the the the, dark car, side, the yeah. cartels yeah. to basically <laughs> shake down people. So they could continue being taxi drivers. You jump in the taxi, they take you to the cartel. Well, yeah. The cartel takes your money, then they take you where you want to go. Do you, would you like me to rob you, or would you like me to hand you over to the cartel? I'll take my robbing right now. I'll take my robbing right now, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. Just get me to my destination. Rob me lightly along the way so you don't have to take me to the cartel, who's going to know that I'm already obstinate. I'll take one finger instead of a fist. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So, yeah, I think that there's there are some places that are, that are rough, as hell right now, but for the most part, it's still just Mexico. I mean, it's still yeah. Mexico. That's that's what it is, yeah. and you know. And I always like to think, well, if it's me and a motorcycle, as weird as things get, it's still just me and a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah and there's a yeah. lot of areas that are, they're just open. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not 
super popular. I mean, yeah. a lot of, like, Mexico City obviously is, is yeah. super popular. But yeah. I like looking at satellite imagery and everything. Yeah. And when you look at, it's like, green, the it? East Coast yeah. of yeah. Mexico, I'm like, all of, um, you know, you go Texas and like, everything, right. they're yep. all built up hotels. And then as soon as you cross the border, yeah. It's all just green. Yeah, there's, there's no houses. There's no nothing. It's all just open. Yeah, it's Veracruz, yeah. baby. Yeah. Bring your surfboard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what it's there for. So it's super cool, man. I'm, I I like every idea about it. Especially I like that it's in March. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite part of that whole story. So yeah. I'm already in. So anybody, You're in? Okay. anybody else that's interested? All right. That's March of next year. When's the March end of, of the... 2020. If I'm starting to save, when is the... Uh, deadline for this stuff. I think they only take eight people on the tour. I was going to ask what's the cap on it. Um, I don't know. The sooner the better. If you can at least get your get a deposit in, right. get a foot in the door with them or whatever. I'll hit the truck stops next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing downhill skier, yeah, downhill right, skier right. in the backseat. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Hey, 40 bucks the hard way. That's right. That's it. All right. Anybody else? All right. Yeah. That's a podcast. Ride fast and take chances. Don't trust that chair. That's it. The was already kind of turning apart. I was like, ow. That was I'll just wait it out. I'm going to tell you after the fact. That chair fucked you up, man.